It's Saturday night. You listen to Modern Cock Mayhem. Number two on Dennis Barger's most hated do not listen to podcast. Matt, cue the music. It is Saturday night. You know what that means. You're tuned in to another episode of Modern Comic Mayhem. As always with me, we got our fearless leader, the man in the chair, the captain of this ship, Mr. Kyle. Below me, we got the most hated man in Star Wars, a.k.a. the Happy Meal Hitman himself, Marco. And down there, we got... And right below Kyle, we have the best beard in the game, without question, Solo Wookiee. And I am your... Cole Pilot on no this cares. adventure of yeah, no one cares who I am. So you know, I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. Nobody cares who I am. You try to steal the Cole Pilot thing here, man. You hey, can't do that. You know, <laughs> listen. When you get a paycheck like mine from this channel, nope. you can be whatever you want. That's that big money, right? huh? That's that. That's that big that's money. Stuff. That's Podcast that stimulus money. check money, huh? I guess every. I guess yep. people are getting stimulus checks. That's what everybody's been thinking. Stimmy money, what they call it now, or whatever. Thousandaires, yeah. yo, we're thousandaires. Good. What do they call that uh, podcast money, Matt? Uh, your two cents worth? That's right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's exactly. Hey, I, speaking of Dennis Bart, I got to see Barger this week, last weekend, on Sunday. That that comment I went to Dennis was there. He says hi to everybody. So, except us. Well, no, he actually didn't say hi to any of you guys. To tell you the truth, but he said hi to me. Uh, <laughs> look at Marco trying to be nice. Yeah, look at him. Look at this mm. guy. Only on a Tuesday. The um, alpha male. He didn't tell me I was number one. Damn. Damn. What does it take to be number one solo? Um, two fingers on the right and two fingers on the left. <laughs> cool. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So, what do we got going on the show today? So, uh, we, you know, we hit a thousand, we hit a hundred likes last week. So, solo, you got a, you have a, uh, a bag and board demonstration to be putting on. Please don't. Is that what you want? You guys want no. that? No. Yeah, How about we run down what's up? actually going on the show today? What do we actually have coming up? We do up actually have a pretty jam-packed show. We do. We've, we we've got so oh, go awesome, awesome unboxing. Got a couple news stories. We have the writer, Tony Fleeks, of Stray Dogs coming on, which nice. I'm really excited about nice. that. Yes. That's really cool. Yes, yes. We got some awesome comic reviews, and then we've also got my buddy uh, doing uh, some Pops Talk. And then we're gonna we've got our you know our awesome top five where other people try to replicate but they're never as good as us. Our top and our top five this week is eighties and nineties villains from the action movies. And then and we've got uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and Invisible Invincible Talk. Oh, nice. We did have uh, Jedi once again submitted his top five too, so that's kind of cool. We got some cool stuff going on here. Yeah. And I saw Mojo. Well, he's in here waiting for the pop talk, so that's good. We got some good stuff going. Yes. All right. Are we are we gonna do this with solo? Are we really gonna do this? Do you got the invisible? He did, we did, we got a hundred likes. You guys gave us a hundred. I do, and I, I actually thank you, thank ordered, you everybody. as a comparison, I ordered another brand because I found two different brands. I thought there was only the one. This was supposed to be a five-minute segment. It's gonna be two hours. You got me intrigued. Well, and that's that's why it started, man. Because no, everybody talks about the Comic Pro line, oh, acid-free, clear bo- backer boards, right? No, nobody opens them. Nobody I, talks my, about my them. Nobody, 
so yeah. everybody everybody gives you a little nothing nothing and they're like hey check these out and everyone's like cool i want to check those out so, so every time they? i ask someone nobody's got them so i was like all right maybe i'll get some and see what's going on jamie so what are they i have no clue what he's talking about so they're a backer board right but they're just they're just clear so instead of having just a board so you for your wraparound covers. I'm sorry, is that plastic? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like there's a no, it's glass. Film. No, no, he's saying it's like a back <laughs> backer boards aren't made out of plastic typically. That's I yeah. just because he's like it's a backer board. Yeah, I didn't know how to protect a plastic. Yeah, it's protected on glass it. on it. Eric wants oh. to know if they get fingerprints on no, it. No, because he got protected. You see this, Eric. They don't well, they're gonna now. It has plastic on it. This is well, look at that comic pro line. You sent me one with a big giant groove crack in it. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Fail. So Fail. you already Fail. know that, that you we have a chance of buying these and having broken ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all good though. It is what it is. I mean, I. I mean, it can't be what it's. Wait, not. does it? So you doesn't take it have the gun, I'll, you I'll take the take them both in there. You got the backer Facts board. Of life. Okay, but does, so does it have does it have like a, the little plastic pull away thing, or was it broken and pieces of shards of plastic? Were... No, it's got the it's in between the two, but it looks like it got printed with a groove. Like, I never know. knew I had this many questions oh, is, about whatever he's talking about. Exactly, it's why I got them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even know. I I I would have that. had zero questions before you brought this up. Look at there. Can you even see that little groove? Like the way it printed, there's a groove. There, okay. Hey, Dennis. So hey, Dennis says you, there David. is a peel off. Thank you. That's thank what I'm you. asking him. Thank you. Yes, there's a peel off. Front front and oh, back Christ. peel off. And it, man, they printed that straight up with a groove in it. That's groovy. <laughs> That's not good, though. We, we shouldn't uh, have. Let's you got, We've already got two dislikes because of this. If you've got the. Uh, you know, wrap around covers and stuff, and you put them in your mylar or your bag or whatever you're doing. Then, oh, look at that's perfect. Oh, that's not a sound. That's that sounds great, especially for those that audio listeners. Good? That's going to be really oh, good. That's going to be good. So oh what? Gosh. You peel them off to make sure. Yeah. Look, you just came here and you got a little ASMR. You got that for free. Maybe we should have just had Dennis on to do this because apparently he. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm curious, real quick, has... Dennis. So you can come on and explain this shit for us. Has anyone else? I mean, obviously you guys haven't. Has anyone else got these or tried these or what do you think of these? I've never seen them. They're pretty clear. <laughs> I mean, clean clear. Normally, yeah. I mean, get, like, I guess, I guess for wraparounds, they are cool. I yeah, absolutely. Like I, I dig that because now you can put the. So the you can, in this is what we're gonna be dealing with tonight, thing. guys. So this is right huh. here. <laughs> nice. That's kind of neat. I mean, I guess it would be cool if you had two wraparound covers. You could do one, and then the other one. You could stick them next to each other, I guess. But Sure. And, I mean, I think that's kind of the whole idea is for those wraparound covers so you don't have to, you know, yeah. you can at least see it, and then you get the what, front What do back. they look like inside of it, Solo? Inside of what? Well, come on. Oh, all right. Well, well Solo's going to spend an hour like? trying to fucking bag and board a comic here. Let's... Let's, no, put it in a bag of board. I think we just let them no, do I'm that. I'm working on it. There goes. Listen, it's it, talking amongst yourselves. Hey, they did this to us. Look, it wasn't us. I'm gonna. We, I'm gonna go with. 
Didn't look, thumbs up. They did. Look, okay. Let's talk about what's going on with Penguin House and Marvel while Ooh. we're waiting for Solo to to put a, a bag and board together, like a pro that he is. All right. How much? How expensive are these like things? The Real quickly, um, he didn't even get a price so check on it. A pack of five was third. 13 something, 12 something, right in that ballpark. They're not, they're not cheap. <laughs> they're not cheap. It, there's a reason that it's been a while since. Okay. Uh, yeah. How freaking sweet is that, though? That actually does look really good. That's the back. Right, but why, why wouldn't you just buy a top loader at this point? Because it's in a mylar, but it's with, it's just a clear board, so you yeah, can see the front and back of the book. Who wants are, they, are they are they thicker and more durable than your normal yes, cardboard? Absolutely, these, okay. this this plastic absolutely seems yeah. way more just rigid. Couple, like Dennis said, yeah, it's it's way more rigid than a top loader. Oh, and yeah, let's flex that book and see how that works. Okay, dude, it's already got spine ticks on it, and I've got two other copies, so I'm not. Ter- <laughs> Eric wants to know what the it. best tape to use for those is. Oh, the best tape to use, oddly enough, is the uh, blue brand of the Scotch tape because it it sticks really well and it holds really well, but it's not. It's yep, right there. It's wall safe. So even though it holds really well when you pull it off, it doesn't have that extra stick like that green scotch tape style. Just so I, I yeah, for that price, I think you could buy top loaders though. I think that's right. Just top loaders. I well you could get that. ten top loaders for like twenty bucks. Yeah, you get five of those for thirteen. That's what I'm saying. Like for that price, just get a top pay for those. I don't remember what I paid. Okay, so let's talk about the let's talk about distribution <laughs> issues there. All right, All right, yeah, let's go. I think yeah. they're a little bit. Yeah, there you now. go. Keep I, that I, in honestly, the giveaway. I like it. I like it. Good. You got the yes, solo wookie seal of approval. That's all we were waiting for. The, you know what's funny is he's he's now got more in plastic backing boards and mylite bags than he does the comics worth at this point. Did you buy something to compare to it? <laughs> yeah, I got some other stuff to compare with it. For sure. How I, much? I mean, how much is that? I'm sorry. How much is the book worth that you just put in there? Well, it's the one that I got laying here. I have other books that are a little more expensive, but I wanted to test it. I wanted to see its durability. I wanted to see how well it did or didn't flex. Yeah, well, I, I got a, a, a 129 and a top loader. Yeah, I would always suggest that that blue tape's good, and it's easy to remove and put back in, especially if you're selling and stuff like that too. It's the blue tape is the uh, we got low. We got some people asking about that. Yeah, I mean it's the one I always use. I sold solo on it. I think he uses it now. You can buy it. The best part is like on the holidays, uh, right around Christmas, like the week afterwards. If you go to your your Target stores or Myers, it's on clearance. I don't tape my books up. I just leave them like this. I honestly, I gotta tell you, man, I am really pretty darn impressed with it. I I didn't think I was gonna be as impressed as I am with these, and I really am pretty damn impressed, especially in a mylar. Like it's really clean. It looks really good. It Jamie, Matt might lot. not have, but I think we lost like 20 viewers already. We're back down to 52. So no, I haven't, I haven't left yet. Um, All right. Again, let's try this again. Penguin house, Marvel, Marco go. Oh yeah. So the news, uh, for those that don't know that, uh, the great, uh, diamond news, unfortunately for uh, Giuseppe is that, um, it looks like Marvel has made a deal now with penguin house. Uh, which is it brings up a couple interesting points. We've had, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this, um, and it just is interesting because Diamond released a statement, and so did Penguin, 
And Penguin's statement pretty much is like, if you have an account with us, we're good and you can be a wholesaler. And Diamond is, we're going to be the wholesaler for Marvel because we'll have an agreement with Penguin, uh, which brings up an interesting possibility. First off, uh, for all those FOC people, like how hard is it going to be? I know some people that already have the Penguin account set up, right? Are we still going on the... Oh, it is. great chat on Drunken Chat. I'm good. Um, but either way, like... <laughs> Stop. All right. Anyway, anyways. So the, the, I guess the whole question is like, what's what's the difference going to make? I think if everybody could go through Penguin, that kind of gets rid of some of the, the mess up there. Like, I know people already have their Penguin account set up. The discounts are going to be a little bit different. I think that's what people asked about. I know that uh, Diamond's going to hold up their, supposedly they're going to hold up their agreements now, but their tiered system, there's a lot of people that were like, I mean, if depending on how much you spent, your discounts were different, right? So if it's flat rate discount through Penguin, which it might be, it might not necessarily be a bad thing. Plus you don't have to pay for shipping anymore, which is a big part of it. Like some of that stuff, why people were doing those monthly shipments were because why would you have Diamond ship when you're getting smaller orders already? And, you know, just for the smaller guy kind of helped out. Now for the regular LCS, it's 50-50. If they allow you to have just any old LLC and open up a Penguin account, then it's going to cause a lot of trouble, I think, if all rates are the same. You know what I mean? We're just going to have to see what the negotiation is. But I don't know anybody that's going to go why, – like, why would you go through – I mean, we got a guy in here that uh, isn't a huge fan of Diamond. We know we know that. We've seen the videos before. We've been at uh, the Diamond Summits where he's questioned them on their, uh, on their mailing practices before. And I, he's not the only one. So I don't know why anybody would stay. Why would you stay with them? Like their email made no sense. Like we're still going to be in a wholesaler of Marvel books. Great. Who's that good for? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't do anybody justice. I know this. I know just this last week, again, there's no inclement leather, but diamond shipments were behind again in a bunch of different states. Like Penguin's going to have that supposedly straightened out. So, so yeah. Did- so what does that mean for people who don't know that how it, I know who don't know how that works? Like what, what does so that like, do? Let's say, like, let's say, what does that do for me? The common average, I don't take my, my bags and boards and my comics up guy. It's going to be nothing for you. It's going to, it's really going to, there's going to be no difference. You might not, you might, the only thing that might be different is now when you show up to a store, they probably won't be late with their delivery. Your delivery will be on time. There'll be no more like, Oh, come back at three o'clock or come back tomorrow. So we can stock. Hopefully well, the delivery system gets better. So do you Hopefully. think well do you think Marvel sat back and watched what DC did and was like, all right, we can do this too? And when Diamond shut down because of COVID and they couldn't get books out before shops started shutting down, really that's where they were like, All right, well, we need to start going other avenues, other options. We can't we can't have one distributor anymore. I think I think that eventually uh the undercutting of certain distribution chains through Diamond caused the downfall. And I think when Marvel was readjusting to see what they have, that they had huge complaints that they're, uh, this is also going to help out their digital product, but their digital product wasn't getting as much gains as they thought. And they wanted to make sure that stuff was out there on the shelves. And they heard a lot of people, especially over the last year with or without what was going on uh, just in the winter time. I mean, the last three winters, does anybody get there? I mean, why even have comic book day on Wednesday? What's the point? Cause you're not getting comic in most States in the Midwest and in the East coast, you're not getting comics on Wednesday. You're getting them at three o'clock or later. You know what I mean? Because the shipments aren't coming in on time. With that being said, they're not even coming in. Like, 
even when it's not in climate weather, some days you aren't having that. And I think Marvel took that to say like, hey, you got to get the books. If we're going to do this whole thing around Wednesday, you have to get the books out there. You have to get them on time. And when you look at the distribution uh, ability of Penguin, supposedly from what they say, it's going to be a lot better. Um, yeah, I, I think, and I, I don't think they're going to be compared. I don't know what uh, Dennis's opinion on it, but I don't think the DC model and the Penguin model are comparable. Uh, Penguin's already gone through this, how they had to uh, restructure their distribution through bookstores shutting and everything like that and how they've already fixed that problem. And you saw it go seamlessly um, through the pandemic and stuff like that. So I think that their chain's already in place for that. So they don't have to worry about it. Where you could see Diamond had a backup. Yes, that's true. DC had issues. They still have issues and are trying to figure it out. So all Marvel has to do is make sure the stuff shows up on Wednesday and they're back to the game. And I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Now, the only question is the discount thing. Um, I love that code. Diamond is the warehouse version of the eBay guy who sends your book loose <laughs> bubble mailer. Yeah, it's uh, there's definitely. A, but, you know, with that being said, even when they had the regional uh, distribution before that, there was some interesting shipping method box type things, too. So um I'm not going to hammer them that much on that, I guess. I, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. We'll see. I mean, we haven't gotten shipments from Penguin yet. I mean, everybody's saying it's going to be better, but like. I wonder what they do that's not much different. They, more of a white glove treatment. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah, that's the thing. It's still going from a printer to them to, I mean, yeah. Well, okay. So like some of the boxes, like, and Dennis will probably remember this when Ontario was shipping this stuff out. There were some boxes that they were just shoving books in. Like so I still have some of those boxes, those sideways the boxes from like the seventies and eighties. Like that, that wasn't any better way to ship it. Um, so with that being said, I, hopefully they just do a better job of it. Hopefully it distributes on time. I think that's the big fact. The the, the question is, are they going to flat rate discount? That's the I think the biggest question is how the discounts are going to work. Are you going to turn that into flat rate discount because you already don't have shipping, which is great because that was something you had to factor in, depending not just on what your discount was through Diamond but the shipping rate through diamond who you went through and that, and now it's going to be, it's free freight. So like that right off lowers the, the overall cost, but then too, is it going to be 50%? Because if it's 50%, you know, that's okay for the low end guy, but the higher up guy that's, that's doing a lot of volume, you were paying less than that, even with shipping. So, and so it will be more of a pain in the ass for the comic book store owner. Like, so now do you, do you choose, you do some through diamonds, some through penguin, some through whoever DC was doing. So now is it just is it more of a pain in the ass that way then? So so here's what it says. It says that Penguin Random House is a free freight company allowing retailers to simplify their business model while elevating the are uh, and alleviating the velocity. Uh, uh, I can't the validity and complexity of reducing freight costs and planning through many of the PRH's standards offerings, like its rapid replenishment program. Yeah. For graphic novels and advanced supply chains, direct market retailers will be uh, experiencing more flexibility to manage inventory and stock their stores to the best service of their customers. Direct market retailers can choose to order right, Marvel well, time products. I'm out. I'm out right there. That that is interesting because the only way I could see that flexibility changing is instead of a Tuesday delivery date, they also allow the shipping date to be on a Thursday for regular distribution through books. Uh, like they would typically through to the bookstore thing or, th or through a Monday or whatever it is. I mean, cause there's like three days you can ship out to bookstores. So if that's what they're saying that they're going to do that, that's fine. But that's on TPBs. You're still not doing that on looses unless you're doing reorders. So the flexibility on that is negligible 
it, it only matters if they can get it on a time basis of making sure the deliveries are getting there on a Tuesday um, is all I'm going to say about that. So there you go. You can see it kind of gives a breakdown of, of even, what it is. Even just making sure that you get them there on a Tuesday so you can have them bagged and boarded and ready to go out on Wednesday is a huge difference. I mean, half of the time, Diamond can't get it there on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the, I think that's the whole reason for the move. I mean, that, that's yeah. the only thing that makes sense. I will see. I mean, I know everybody's hoping that the packaging gets better or whatever, but I've got well, ye of little faith. I mean, it's not like Marvel's going to change around how the paper they printed on or the ink they use or the printers that they use. I mean, that's yeah. those are three things they're not changing. So now, does Penguin have is Penguin's where sub sub distribution warehouses? Do they have more? Yes. So that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, it should make it way easier for them. And and it's not like Diamond was sitting on a yeah 56% I mean, it, thank you diamond was diamond wasn't really sitting on good terms or good financial status at this point anyway they were having troubles and going down and losing money and and just uh, shit in the bed so for it doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all because lunar came in took dc and and when I was oh, you better watch. You there. better watch what you say about DC distribution because that didn't go off so smoothly. I mean, that wasn't. We got mm. when I was down at Mystery, we got our books on time and we got them in better condition, and we were getting them from Diamond. We had a lot <sighs> less trouble. We had that. A, that is one thing I hear difference. from from local shops is that the the way they Lunar and them are shipping them, it's it's a much nicer product than what you're getting from Diamond. Yeah, yeah, they also stopped up. They also stepped up the cardstock. I, I, listen, I'm not going to debate that. Just the timely issue. If you remember how that, I don't know how it happened down on the West Coast, but like out here on the East Coast and the Midwest, DC sh- every week was we might get some DC books in. So it wasn't like we were getting shipments. I mean, it took a while for them to adjust to that. Where I don't think we're going to have that gap with Penguin. I think Penguin's going to is going to be seamless when it goes through there. But then again, Marvel does shit right, and DC does what DC does. So. Yeah, I, I think some of that whole transition was a big part of uh, DC rather than Lunar and some of that other stuff. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure there was trial and error and, and wins and losses on both sides. So it'll be interesting. I, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all to see someone else step up to the plate and give it a shot. Jamie, I see what you're saying about the newsstand thing, but they're actually going to change around the UPC scan. So it's all one universal so they're not actually gonna like they'll still have it at i would imagine they would still sell them there but it's not going to be like a direct newsstand edition it's going to be one universal upc so um well that's at least what they said they're going to do anyways i mean we'll see what they actually do to cut down on scanning he was asking about if they're going to go back to gas stations and have newsstands and i i would i would highly uh, yeah it'd be cheaper it'd make sense for uh, bookstores and gas stations to have them again just because of how the distribution already works with that. The only thing is I don't think they're going to switch it. Like there's not going to be a different UPC or different barcode on it. It's all going to be one universal UPC. I kind of wish they would have some more newsstands. Well, and I mean, they could put the barcode on the back and then they could just use these clear backing boards and then just have it right there and just scan it right. I mean, boom. Yeah. Sorry, Patrick, for crapping all over your dreams. I understand that. Um, But it does make sense cost wise it makes sense too so actually newsstands would in this case would be worse because now you're not only getting damaged copies and people figuring through it after they pick their nose but um it also is all the same and you won't be able to tell the difference between the two 
All right. Well, moving on from that, because I think we just talked that to death mm-hmm. into some lighter news. It looks like we're getting some back, uh, some semblance of normal back in in our community. I guess you could say as Comic-Con International announced that, yes, San Diego Comic-Con this year has been canceled, but they are planning another con for November that's going to be called Comic-Con Special Edition. It's going to be a smaller, more intimate convention to be held November 26th through the 28th. Um, that's the Friday and Sunday event falls immediately after Thanksgiving. So, so before we get into that, remember, everybody, if you're not playing the drinking game, play the drinking game. We have the, we have an awesome drinking game that we play. There's keywords. If you flash the – we'll flash. There's oh, a, there it is. Don't flash anything. Keep your flash pants on. Mat. No, take a pic. Uh, use your QR code scanners. Scan that. We've got uh, – We've got keywords for you, so just something for you to sit and drink along with me and everybody else. Sorry to interrupt. Continue forward, please. Comic-Con International Special Edition. Any uh, any interest? Any of you guys going to try to check it out? No. No? Not even? I haven't even gone for the last couple. I haven't gone for like six or seven years to San Diego because I just don't like that big of crowds. Like, I... So yeah, no, I'm, I'm not gonna do something I'm more imminent. Um, extremely interested to see what the crowd size is the first year they actually run a San Diego Comic Con. I'm interested to see if it if it comes back to just being a mass of humanity that wants to stop and take pictures in front of you, or if it's actually gonna be back to like more intimate, smaller crowds where you can move around freely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also wonder too, like how expensive that's going to be. You know, uh, Booyah Boy brings it up. It's going to be a special edition price, which, yeah, I mean, th- we were kind of talking about that, about how expensive everything else is going up to the prices of books and everything like that. Like what is the actual overall cost going to be to getting back into cons when that happens? The process of everything's gone up. And some of those tickets were becoming astronomical anyways. You know, like even your B rate shows were getting to the point where, I'm not going to say which shows I consider B tier, but um, not San Diego, not New York. When you're starting to go to even like not S tier after your A, but your B ones, your regional ones. I mean, though you're you're talking about $80 for a weekend pass to a sub tier con, which were great cons. Don't get me wrong. I love all cons, but like it was starting to get expensive anyways. I didn't realize that those prices were getting that high, um, but they were. And that's unfortunate. So I wonder what's going to happen because now they have the excuse of, well, we're letting less people in. It's more exclusive and we have to take care of cleaning and whatever else we have to take care of. So, I mean, what, what could a ticket possibly cost? I mean, what, what are tickets for a or S tier? I mean, S tier, obviously San Diego and New York, when they open up, it's just going to be astronomical, but it was already getting there. I mean, think about your regular A tiers, like your motor cities or your emeralds or your um, heroes or something like that. Like, Baltimore's even like kind of BSA tier, but like, you know, think about those types and how much it was. I don't remember what Baltimore was two years ago, but I do remember somebody telling me, and I was astonished that people were paying that to get in, in, into the door to, you know, that, that tier of a con, to be honest with you. So I, I think he has a good point. I think that the price is just going to be astronomical. Well, they have yeah, they haven't released uh, anything, any information on price or the size of the crowd. I think that's going to be more dictated by, what California's situation is at that point, but um, it's good. It's good that hopefully there's going to be some cons this year, just a little bit longer wait. It'll I'll be interesting to see. List. 
it'll be interesting to see if they make you if they put a uh, a vaccine stipulation in there too. So, who knows? We're, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. With attending a like a convention like like that or like San Diego next year. What did you well, make people show their piece of paper? Yeah, yeah, you have to prove it. Just like in Michigan, where you get free weed and and uh, donuts. You, you know that's that's. Um, I live very close. It's a very small town that that shop that's doing that is in. Uh, a very small lake. That's disappointing. Town. Yeah, it's McClay, McClay was already packing his stuff, man. Mm-hmm. He's not. <laughs> he has a new haul in his driveway. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be disappointed to know that he's got to return that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard Anyways. day. Yeah. So uh, no, it, I just, I just, it's it's exciting to hear that places are opening back up. It, you know. Uh, as I was saying, I went, you know, I go to that con all the time. Dennis showed up there uh, this last week and it was surprising the amount of people that had come. That was probably, you know, 25% more people were in there. Obviously I, I leave a little bit early on that show, but um, I don't know how the rest of the show went, but it was, I mean, the numbers of people just feeding for any type of con. And I think that con is only like $5 at the door, uh, which is amazing. But like, I mean, it's also very small. So um I would love to have small cons here. I think we've said it before. I would love to have just small cons where we could bridge just dealers with books where I can just sit around and dig through shit that I want. I would love that. They don't do that here. Yeah. No, it's Arizona sucks about stuff like that. We we're actually pretty good. Like our, our small and small medium cons, like small medium as in not keynote cons, the ones that there'll be quarterly ones or stuff like that on it are pretty, pretty darn good. We get a pretty good, pretty good showing on it and that happens throughout the midwest like indiana's got some good ones too so is ohio even i mean i don't go to ohio because it smells but um you know what wow what what does it smell like mm, that's just a shout out to ben right there so like um, brad pitt's aftershave so yeah no but i love oil? it mm, what's that no Patchouli oil? <laughs> no 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 it doesn't smell that good um brad pitt's aftershave but there's great i mean it's unfortunate you know that's that's always the thing. Like the small cons, I know some people knock them, but they're they're great to go there. And there's a lot of um, before hours back and forth buying, selling, and trading that goes on too. So I've always enjoyed those. And you know, just chit chatting with people. Brian and I want to put together a small one like that here. You're gonna call it Old Man Con? No, we're gonna call it uh, Comic Book Jesus Con. Well, you should. I think you guys should. That's not, you know, honestly, with how much out of your convention, (laughs) which how much, you know, how much it brings in, even people, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, people can badmouth the apps or whatever on the people's phones. Is there like two or three apps these these people are using all the time? But the truth of the matter is, these people use those things, and what you couldn't sell before in dollar boxes are flying out of there because of these apps. Like it's getting rid of your bulk. So uh, yeah, I'd advise you if you guys don't have small cons, go talk to your local uh, Knights of Columbus or whatever type of situation you have there. See what you could do. I mean, tables, you know, it's usually tables cover the cost anyways of your rental. And then after that, it's all gravy. So I, I saw what I saw what they're, I see what they're saying about what spells and what doesn't. Yes, I'm trying to not, <laughs> not chosen aftershave. <laughs> Yeah, uh, believe it or not, there's been a lot of cologne at these lately. I, the card guys must be showing up because they really like the cologne. So it's, um, it's the investors from Wall Street looking for good books. They always smell good. 
They got the money. I didn't say it smelled good. I said it smelled like cologne. I didn't. That's say right. That's how they're. Uh, that's how the speculators are trying to throw you off their trail now. They're they're bathing and wearing cologne. So they're <laughs> like, you must not be a comic book fan because you don't stink. So you smell too good know. to be digging through comics. Yeah, I did have. I will say at that show a couple weeks ago, uh, there's these two gentlemen, nice guys. Uh, I I would hate to say that they're father and son, but they. They seem like that different in age group to each other, but they're uh, some other guy who who might smell like nachos and what? What was it? Nachos and uh, aftershave. aftershave. Yes, walked up to these two guys and go uh, while they're digging through uh, dollar books. By the way, and pulling stuff out. Oh, are, are, do you guys uh, come here for comics? And I was like, what the? Is this guy kidding me with like? No, they come here to just smell you the whole time. Like, what do you mean? Do they come here for comics? And, you know. And then I looked around and I was like, oh wow, they like their shoes are their shoes are tied. Uh, their their clothes kind of match. They look a little respectable. Maybe that's why he didn't think they should have been at that con. But uh, they definitely bought a lot more than that guy did. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, card guy. How could you tell? You smell like high karate. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I got some friends who are card guys. But you smell uh, like God. You smell like your car. You must be buying cards. <laughs> well, Lululemon uh, that don't fit in, in, in Jakar, dude. I don't get it. I don't get it, bro. Don't but know, man, there's always that one dude that's still sporting polo and smells like the entire fraternity house. That's what, yes. Like, dude, that, we get, we get that. In that. You don't have to bathe in it. No, that it's all right, man. It's just, like you can, the, the thing is, you know, they're coming. No, they're co- you, you know who's in walking in the door before they even get there, bro. It's great. I enjoy it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's it. That's it's really it's great. I'm looking forward to cons coming back. I know that's uh I think a lot of other people are too. I hope they are. I know the only fear that I have is that so many people have been getting used to sitting at home and just doing the the online thing that I mean what's why would you go back if that's your thing? If the online thing is your thing, right? Then I know we got some people in the chat probably can help me out with this because it's not my thing. But if if sitting on there and sniping people and and buying books for me is what you like to do online, that's cool. My question is, are you going to start going back to cons because you've been so used to this, like just put it on your credit card, worry about it later, that type of thing? Or are you going to start coming back out and and doing the regular thing? Every time you guys keep flashing fifteen different things for three seconds, you know it's distracting, correct? I'm think, I'm stoked to go back. I'm ready. Yeah, I think yeah. I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people are feeling like, man, I want to I want to get out. I want to rub elbows. I, I just want to dig for comics again. Yeah, I, I want to be able to. I miss having I miss having places to dig for comics. But what do you think about all these? I mean, I look, you can today. you can say what you want. There's a ton of new people now, right? Like, there's just a ton. There's a ton of new people. Like, do you think it's going to be? Do you think they're going to like that? What like, do you think? Comics? Yeah, do you think they're all like digging through dollar boxes and like just I grinding it? Then that makes it better for me. I yeah. think it, I think they are because you've spent. Look, you watch this channel, right? You watch Tales from the Flip Side. You watch whatever other comic book channels are out there. You just spent a year absorbing all this knowledge, and you're gonna go out there and you're gonna dig and you're gonna have the thrill of the the find. And you're going to want to come back and litter our message boards and litter our stuff with like, check out what I got this week. Check out what I found. Get, look what I found. Like it's that excitement for that new, that new comic fan that's just coming into this, that just spent the last year in quarantine, hasn't been able to get out there yet. And they're ready to hit the ground running and get out there and, and try to show us, look, mm-hmm. I can do this too. 
Yeah, I, I see Joe's comments about grinders will continue, but we've never stopped. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't. I apparently I've been in the back of trucks in Nordstrom rack pants for what the rumors are. I don't know how that happens. Rumors, but, there's no rumors. You literally loud. said that. Well, I have been. Yeah, I uh, literally said my khakis in the back yeah. of a truck. It was not khakis. I don't. Okay. Either way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's it. Like, I think we've all gotten there, like somehow or another, we've all been doing it for a while. We've all been going out there and getting it. I'm talking about this new breed. You know, there's a lot of new people in this, like, and new, like some of these new people are like, like Matt said, they're like eight, a year old now. Cause they found this channel a year ago, or they found a different channel a year ago, you know, and they've been sitting here watching it and he listening about it, but they haven't grinded it out. Like maybe they've gone to your local, uh, half Christ, half price books or, or second and Charles. Cause those have been open or whatever, but like they haven't gotten the con dollar bin on the grind smelly experience. I mean, is that, I'm just wondering how many of those people are going to legitimately go there. Um, Eric, you stay off my number ones unless you're buying them for me, buddy. Hey, you know, are, miss, much love. <laughs> I do miss those couple of dealers that see me walking up and they go, uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do miss that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't for about seven months. Well, this the the con that Dennis was at last week, and Dino the month before that, and the, that show, that show shut down for I think like six or seven months. All right, and in it, when the day we got back. <laughs> What are you wearing, Marco from State Farm? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and when, when it got back, like it was even a little bit awkward the first show that came back. But then after that, like everybody got back into their like by the third month, everybody got into their usual grind, respectively, you know, stuff like that. And now, like last last weekend, uh it was better as far as attendance level. I wouldn't say the the books were as good i mean the, the steals are still the deals are still good there early on but like it was tendons wise uh it was just as more people than i've seen there in a long time so i Do mean you think the the reason the books aren't as good as you think because there's more people like us out there grinding and and getting finding stuff and and getting into collections and getting into that stuff so it's not making its way like it used to or no i th- well i i definitely think two things one people are finally getting up earlier so the competition is is there early on. Um, so you can read into that the way you want to read into it uh, before the doors open. Number two, uh, people had these, a lot of people had to make, if they were making a living off of comics, if this was their majority income compared to their nine to five, that doesn't make them much. They still had to make their money. And they finally, the ones that were stubborn and decided not for years not to move online, finally moved online over the last year and a half because they had mm-hmm. nothing else to do. And that time got filled. You know, that's one thing I talk about, like when people are like, oh, well, they had eBay priced. All their books were eBay priced on their wall. Well, yeah, it should be because you should be smart enough to go up to those people and know what the percentage is for eBay and go, hey, I mean, we saw that before the pandemic was hitting. Those prices started getting up to eBay. I remember probably eight months before when we were going to the cons in that rotation, that rotation year right before that happened, mm-hmm. people were starting to see eBay prices on walls from some of the bigger guys, from some of the more known people, the people that you see that do, you know, uh, 22 cons a year, right? Not even like the big, not the Reese's, not them. I'm talking like the guys that just do the, all the regionals and maybe a couple big ones, LA, uh, San Diego, New York, whatever. You, you were starting to see that get up there anyways. And they would actually sell them. They'd actually sell them. But, you, you know, it was the 33% sale, whatever. You had already know that was going on. Now it's everybody that does that because you had six to eight months where they had to sell what they had, right? Like you had to get the prices up there. 
So with that being said, why would you, why would you even reprice your book? Just put it up there because it's sitting on eBay anyways. If somebody comes by and offers you twenty percent less and you have it set up on eBay, you just take that. They're on their phone. They're not looking at a. Uh, uh, girly sites or something on their phone. They're watching their eBay accounts, bro. Like the rest of us. That's what they're doing, man. You know, so why not just, oh, yep, cool. Give me one second. Let me take it down. You'll see it all the time now too. That's the one big change. You'll see it a lot uh, that they would write it down. What did he say? I didn't say I didn't see that one. But they, they, you know, you'll see them go like, give me one second when they're doing the sales and everything like that. No, but that's what I'm telling you. If you go to cons, there'll be no difference than getting... <laughs> there will you can get a difference between the two you can actually any decent dealer will give you the difference between the two well i mean you can see what to what you're saying you can see that covid has helped this this hobby if you want so exponentially because you walk into a comic book shop on wednesday and you're right you see guys on key collector and all these other sites like looking at books and like oh man and just grabbing 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 and people you've never seen there before you know if you frequent your shop you know you pretty much see most of the people that come and go and you're getting all kinds of new people that you would never well what happened to you a couple weeks ago at the comic book store I, uh, yeah i mean i got notice from this show and he was like hey you're you're on tales from the flip side and i was like yeah and and he was literally grabbing every book i was grabbing and i, I turned to him i go dude i'm not i don't speculate like so you trying to follow what i'm doing isn't going to get you anywhere because I don't, I'm not a speculator. I just read what I like to read. You're going to be a happy reader, but you're going to be yeah. really broke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I read you what know. I like to read. I'm not a, I'm not a Nico or, you know, half of these guys that are, are speculators. It's just not what I do. I just read what I like to read. So I, guess I just get the benefit of, of you buying what I buy. Cause I'm on this channel. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm YouTube famous, right? Yeah. Dude, Des didn't even know who I was. So I'm not even that I'm not even that uh famous. So well, I don't get noticed in uh part of you get a shirt that says I'm Marco. Mm. Part I'm of okay. what you, you were talking about and asking there, Marco, with, with new people coming in. I mean, we were all new at one time and coming into cons right? and coming back into stores and digging. And I mean, I feel like that's that's a little bit of what we all want again to get back out there and rub elbows and talk and oh hey you run into your buddy or whatever at the store once in a while you run into someone that you know is on a podcast and you got a question that you couldn't ask in the chat or you got a question you know what i mean and you that's why to talk to him and be like hey you know i just had this quick question what do you think <laughs> about this or what do you think about that that's why and, i hope this stays on because this is how i go like you can ask that's what, this is, you're this so is short you that's see. what everybody sees in you anyways yeah. when they look to, they look up at you all they see is that anyway yeah so. it's just eyes it's there's nothing yeah. everything else is covered <laughs> it's literally a box of eyes and, that's and, it. and not only that but it's good to see more and new people coming into the hobby because it's only going to help the hobby i mean if it's it's hard to have it's hard to have too many. It's hard to have too little. That happy medium is definitely the best. But if we don't continue it and keep people coming to it, then, I mean, the hobby can die. JJ, Man, JJ. know the, uh, the nightmares that you have falling asleep to this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, sorry you're not feeling good, brother. I hope you feel better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think – no, yes. I still – Everybody, everybody but me is YouTube famous. I just, but that's because I, that's because I hang out in shady places, dude. I mean, like it, like the back of a truck in Nordstrom rack pants. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody that's asked. Where, that's where you find Marco. 
you have to blend in. Um, <laughs> but, spe- to- but okay, so speaking of that, on that same note, speaking of all the new people coming to this, so when we have new spinoff D or spinoff Marvel shows on Disney Plus, like we're gonna get spinning out of Hawkeye, you got you're gonna have this influx of all these new people spanning for those books. So, do you think that's gonna have an effect on the on the market? You just had the first Black Captain America show up in Falcon Winter Soldier that we'll get to later tonight. How what's that gonna do? Like, are these one like pop up appearances? You're gonna have these new people flocking to looking for those books. Do you think that's gonna overly inflate the price of those books to where yeah, they absolutely. become outrageous for mm-hmm. no reason? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we're gonna see. I mean, that's look. If you can't, if you if you can't get a certain book at a certain value, if you can't do this, like even like the profit margins on some of these books when we're, we're talking about it, like you know, people in this chat will tell you they bought some of these books for fifty cents or a dollar, right? Like, and now people are so. I mean, can you imagine? I can't. It's just phenomenal when you're talking about, hey, that box over there. I haven't been through it in six months. I probably missed out on, you know, eight, nine, a thousand dollars because I should have listed some offset book that I bought for a quarter just because I threw it in because I needed the extra book because it was buy twelve get fifteen. You know what I mean? Like that's the crazy stuff that's going on, and to the to a point where you see some of these guys that are like, cool, I'm gonna go out and buy that book even though it's ten dollars now and make. $10 profit off of it. Like, yeah, I get it, man. Like I can't, I didn't get it for a while. I really did not. I was always like, why would somebody buy a book just to make $10 off of it or whatever? But I understand it's exciting. It gets people going. It's like, why would you buy scratch off lottery tickets? But mm-hmm. people still do it. Like, I mean, I, it's it might not be for me. Hey, I mean, you but hey, dude, I'm not it. for 20. You doubled your money. You're on to the next book. I mean, I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, if they lose, it doesn't, but the thing is, it doesn't matter if they buy, if they're losing overall and still just, they get one book, one good sale, one, something like that. Like I get it. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think people even like Nico say like, sometimes some people like us have been around too long. So we've been tainted or whatever. And it's like, I get that, but it's not even that. Let them, let them have fun. Let them keep it going. Shoot. All it's doing is pushing other books up. Right. Like you don't have to always be right. You don't have to own every book. But if you've been doing it for long enough, you've got enough of the books that are going to be making the money anyways. So let them go after it. I don't like when people are like trying to make up something, you know, like, hey, let's sell a little something fishy here to make this book go up. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't. Or you're trying to sell library editions. You know my opinion on that. Like if it's a print on demand book, please. Um, <clears throat> but with that being said, like if you hey, look, if you if you like it because the cover art, if you like it because a fifth print is the same book is the first print but it's a different color and that's what you're going to do like go ahead i mean guys have been collecting that weird stuff for a while they've been collecting newsstands i'm not a big newsstand collector but i sell a lot of newsstands uh i collect yeah. the same way raymond does Me i too. just collect i just buy what i like yeah yeah and that's cool you should buy two good I only I do that, and then when Star Wars, I'm like Marco, should I buy this book? And he's like, oh, this, this, and this, and I'm like, cool, and I buy it, and then it hits, and I still just hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, and that's kind of the thing. Like, it was really tough early on too, because everybody's like, well, what? Well, should I buy this book at this price? And it's like I can't tell you what the, like you you can't tell what the price is, especially like a year ago when people were asking like, what's in this book? Nothing. So why is it good? Well, do you think it's going to be worth two hundred dollars? No, but probably. Well, why do you think it's gonna be worth two hundred dollars? Because 
Somebody's going to talk about the book and show it on the internet. And it's going to be here. I got a book. I picked this book up right here. Actually. I love this book. It's not worth anything. Okay. But just doing that, sometimes people don't even listen to what these YouTube people are saying. YouTube people like I'm, the, I don't consider myself one, but like they just look at it. They pause it. They look for the books. Now that, you know, you never know. They're going to go out and start going after stuff. There was appearances of right now. Pick up every copy of this book that you could find. Yeah, that not a bad idea. Uh, but no, I mean, like that was it was a weird market, right? But now we've had enough time. It has been long enough to figure out that whatever's going on, yeah, there's a lot of funny business. There just is. We can see it. You know what it is. But at the same time, there's just people out there enjoying this. Enjoy it's it's like playing like when online poker was big or or whatever else. There's people that just they want to spend their money on it, and if they win, they win, and if they lose. It's on to the next thing, man. It's the next day, the next one. They don't have to win all the time. They don't have to buy Nordstrom rack pants. They just have to have fun with what they're doing, and that's what they're going to do. So good on them. Keep spending that money. I want to know how many of the, the newbie collectors are like salivating the fact that they think they just hit it big with that Berserker news last week and what they think they're going to try and sell it for. What was their news last week? The fact that they're turning it into a TV show or a who Netflix did, series. Who didn't know yeah. that? Starring Keanu Reeves. I'm saying all these newbies that you're talking about that are just getting the game who went out and bought Berserker number one because everyone talked about it. So did we in the Hive Comics version. Like now it, they, they think it, they're going to have a hit. You think you like it, you want it, buy it. I'll say and that. You know what? That Those are the biggest wins. The biggest wins are when you're looking at a book and you're like, and you guys seen me do it before where I go through a box. I'm like, yeah, I like this book. Do you know how much that book's worth? Not really. I just like it. And and the reason is, is like those ones where you hit it and you bought two copies or three or four and you hit that, like, that's good. Like that Thrawn Matina is always the perfect example of that book, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I had a 50 stack going into Baltimore with that book. And it came down to, I can tell you the two books it came down to. At the end, we had already gotten, our gold was already set because we did, what do we had? We had, 10 gold, 30 silver. So the rest was modern. So it was 40. So we had 10 books that we were going to do that were modern, right? The books it came down to was the Jim Lee Joker sketch one in 100 and that Thrawn book. And I literally turned uh, to my buddy and I was like, hey, man, I, I I didn't have, I did not press either book. Uh, and which I don't press a lot of the new books because they're new. And if you see them on the stand and you think it's a nine, eight, it should be a nine, eight. And if it's not, then you should look at the book better. But I was like, I think these are both a nine eights. And he asked, he said, well, how, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I really going to keep the Matina forever. So I probably should pass on it because I didn't have enough. I actually had 53 books because you always take a couple extra books. And I was like, I have 53. I'm going to do 50. I'm not going to do extra three. Came down to Jim Lee and that one. And I did not grade the Jim Lee. And he does like turtles. I did not. I did not grade the Jim Lee. And I probably should have. I like turtles. Because at the time, if I would have 9 8 that Jim Lee, it would have been worth a lot more. But in the long run, that Matina, I don't know what that Matina just sold for because uh, I just can't stomach looking at it. Because every time I I get a text from a, the guy that was there, he goes, you're going to sell that book yet. This is the price for a 9 8 And I used to joke that that, because you guys know which box that did. There's a lot of good books in that box. That Matina was by far the worst value-wise of that for many years. And now... It's right up there with the rest of the books. Uh, the last time, I guess the price was not, maybe not as high because what are they going for? Only twenty five hundred or something like that. So oh, not as. 
not as high as some of the other books in there, but like pretty, it's getting up there. It's getting close. You know what I mean? So, so just buy the stuff you like. And then all of a sudden you might have a $2,500 book that you refuse to sell. Yes. You never know. Uh, McDonald's. Never, even if you are listening and you're a newbie comic collector or flipper or whatever, you know how you learn the best is by buying and selling. Buy mm -hmm. what you think, mm -hmm. sell what you think, buy what you think, keep what you think. It doesn't matter. Just do, do you, do you like, you know what? It's just happy that people are buying books. Yeah, get in there and buy it. If you like it, buy it. If you don't like it, you know, two months down the road, you can sell it. it or a week down the road, you can sell it. Or you can try and, you know, trade it in to get a higher grade copy. I mean, buy what you like. Do do you? Don't worry about what anybody else says or thinks. Give it time. Don't be in such a rush. But those they, are the books that those are the books that I show off. Like those, the, you know, the green labels, the blue labels, because they have stories behind them. You know, the uh, the one point fives that you get the throng. Well, see, that's what sucks. I can't say that anymore now because that used to be like a hundred dollar book and now whatever, but like those ones that you pick off the rack yourself that you didn't press that you sent in came back in nine, eight and wasn't worth anything. And then one day just turns in big or like you, the, I have a book that CGC labeled, they gave it, they gave it a blue label and the notes on it are like everything from extra manufacturer staple to extra tape to get the book together. Somebody threw some glue in there. Uh, there might even be color touch for all I know. I'd have to read the whole label. It's it's a paragraph of how much stuff is wrong with that book. And I didn't ask them to it, and they still blue labeled it. So I, you better believe I'm never selling that book. Like That's awesome. I would love to turn in a book not knowing and get it back and just find out that all this crazy shit has been done. It would, I mean, it, so not, not a huge book. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like fucking torn down in the comments on Monday, but I'm just saying like it in, in the thought of it would actually be kind of cool. I've got this kind of this cool book, but it's got all this stuff. I don't know. It's, it would kind of be almost like the girl, the ex-girlfriend book. It's just not expected. And it's cool. Yeah. 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 The ex -girl. No, it is cool. Like I, I unfortunately am notorious for at least, you know, one submission a year, having some book that I didn't, page count or i didn't look to see if the ad was in there or the mvp or or something like that and i get a green label on it and it is what it is i mean you just chalk that up to the you put an l on that one and move on to the next one um i mean i've seen much worse there was one year where me and john z were in the line and it was like who who's whose book's gonna come back worse you know <laughs> like hey let's see how many of these things we can get coming out of cgc so I agree. I agree that Dennis gave some awesome advice. Yeah, he did. I I agree with him hundred percent. Yeah, you're not gonna keep it for PC. Yeah, but, yeah, but just you know, just buy what you like, and you know what? If it hits and you can sell it, great. And if not, you still got great quality entertainment. But that's also hard too, because like you know, some of those people who were lucky enough to hit on a you know Edge of Spider Verse nine eight. You bought it for three ninety nine off the rack, and now it's a thousand dollar book. You're like, do I sell it, or can I see how high this goes? Well, Ultimate Fallout, first miles. Do I sell it, or do I see how high it goes? You know, it's it's a it's a double edged sword. It's it's hard. It's cool when that happens, but it's also hard. It's because <laughs> it's because it feels like I'm always talking to my friends. So I feel like everybody is always there with me at all these all these little adventures. I don't know. I'm Maybe always I'm there with you, Marco. Appreciate it, buddy. Right here. Uh, in spirit. 
<laughs> no, but that's great. So um, I think we're burning a little time because we're waiting for a, a friend of ours to drop by. But how about we move on a little bit now? That was great talking about all that stuff. Hey, but- so, I mean, if you want to feel like you're even more part of the comic community, DC wants you to do a thing where uh, they're going to pull the old uh, uh, Red Hood again on yesterday, old Jason Todd, and they want you to name Nightwing's three-legged dog. We j- He heard us. His ears were ringing. <laughs> they were. They were absolutely ringing. Do you want to pull him in and introduce him, Kyle? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. well, we'll do the Jason Todd thing real quick. Or, okay. No, let's pull him in. No, yeah, yeah. Him in. He, he's better than us at this anyways. Hey, Tony, what's going on? You can do the Jason Todd thing. No, well, Are you going to vote for the dog's name? It's not yeah. Jason Todd. It's Dick Grayson. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't do a Dick Grayson thing then. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> Cut. Take two. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, hey, so for everybody that doesn't know, we have Tony Fleece on. Uh, Stray Dogs, you know we've reviewed that book before. You know we're huge fans of it. No, we haven't? No, he has to go. Okay, so you know we're big fans of it. You know that... Uh, we reviewed issue one. It was great. We loved it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also a big fan of some of his other stuff. Uh, he was gracious enough to come on with us real quickly. So figured we'll talk about it because number two came back out. I will tell you this, uh, just before we get into some of the stuff. I was thrown by that book. I did not catch the red scarf thing. Yes, I know. I didn't catch the red scarf thing till the end. And everybody in chat and everybody here had to point out how I missed the subtlety of the red scarf in the first panel and how it showed up in the You uh, He completely missed most of the book. I love the book. No, I loved it. I was like, this is a great book. I'm like, this is cool. This is cool, cool. They're like... Did you miss the red scarf thing? I was like, what are you Were you oh. uh, looking at the words or did you just look at the pictures? What was going on? He was totally just looking at the pictures. He didn't read shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I am notorious for saying that sometimes, uh, especially certain brands of comics has too many words in it. And I, yeah. I like my comic books with pictures. Um, so yeah. I was looking at the pictures and I didn't really. But that's well, okay. Here. We're doing our best to keep a, a pretty good even mix on this one. Uh, me being an artist and Trish being an artist too. Um like we don't have to say and and show at the same time you know we can just show stuff uh mm-hmm. in the storytelling uh so hopefully the like one of the complaints that i get is people go like oh, i read that really fast uh and 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 to me i'm just like well that was on purpose like i just want this to be like a one bathroom break comic you know just like in and out you know yeah. i will say it's the first uh this week even before yeah. I knew you were coming out, it was the first book that I actually read uh, because that's, I mean, that I, it is enjoyable to see it. I do have a question though. Like, how do you, like, how does it come down where you're like, Hey, listen, I'm going to go to uh, pitch uh, somebody else uh, that does pony magazines to yeah. write a book about psycho dog killing things. Like, like there's I know there's no some dog of the dying are- in this thing. There's dogs being kept as trophies. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was definitely a concern. Um, but we had like, I had met Trish through my little pony. Cause that's my, basically like my day job, day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know each other super well. And the thing about like, if you guys have met bronies or like uh, people who are friends of my little pony, uh, I don't know that necessarily they're on board for this sort of thing, you know, like murder and good. The just real quick, if people are listening that don't know what the book's about, it's a, it's a story about a, a serial killer who takes his victims' dogs as trophies, um, and the, but the whole story is told from the perspective of the dogs. 
So, and they, they don't have great memories, so they don't really know what's going on. Oh, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so I had to go to Trish. Uh, like she, the way that she draws is a, way more compassionate than how I draw, which is a, like a weird distinction, I guess. But I just knew that like the heart that I wanted to, to be in this book, uh, she could do it way better than I could. So I like I knew I wanted her to do it. Uh, and I figured if she didn't do it, I guess that I would, you know, but like, I didn't right. want, like, I, I wanted her. Um, yeah. and I was afraid that she was just going to be like, Ugh, murder. No, I'm here for friendship and magic. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> I'm interested in that. Um, but luckily, you know, I approached her about it and we sat down and I sort of pitched her the story and she just right away was just like, yeah, I'll do that. Which is crazy because like I didn't pay her to do it you know like we're partners we split this thing 50 50 so basically she was saying like I will spend two plus years you know drawing this for free and you know it's not like image was already on the hook or anything it was just like we're gonna make this thing you know and maybe well, you guys you guys at comic pro a couple years ago right it's been a couple years now like the last comic pro not the one that they just did online but the one before that yeah. you guys all you guys had almost did you have it was almost finished right like it, you we had the first issue uh, printed and we had previews to hand out to people. Mm -hmm. um, well, by and the way, then, yeah. I'm going to a second print on that first issue. Oh yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah. People are saying that they ordered as much of the second issue or the second print as they ordered as of the first print. And then you guys are killing it. double up on the second issue. I don't know. It's the second issue dropped like second issues normally do. I guess mm -hmm. this is this behind the scenes nonsense. No, go ahead. Tell us. No, we like oh, we this. Believe me, this is why oh, I get into we all love, buddy. We just talked about the distribution thing with Penguin and Diamond. Oh, so this holy is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it took a dip, but we're sort of hoping... Things only five issues long. Uh, yeah. we're, we're sort of hoping for like that... I call it like the Gen 13 bump, you know, where it's just like <laughs> after issue two, it's just like, oh, shit, this is a thing. Maybe we should... Order a couple more. So, so we'll I'll tell you it. this. I'll tell you this too. And I don't know. I mean, it's not usually in the pony market, but in some of the other markets, especially this, you'll get to see the second print market really take off with some of the covers that uh, go through. And so I know you, I'm just going to tell you, I hope you you're prepping for the uh, cover for number two for your second print. Cause I like what you guys did. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of coming up with different art for yeah. uh, the second print, not regurgitating. Yeah. Stuff. We sent them like a mock-up of just, taking that first issue cover and changing the color from like red to, you know, like a blue glow or something. And they were like, yeah, people like original art. And we had that second printing art. Uh, it was like a promo poster that we sent to stores. So luckily like that was set. We could just knock it all together. We sort of like knock on wood, put together, we were like penciled up an issue to uh, second printing. So if they email us and say we need one, then we're good to go. But if they don't, then we'll just have a penciled up, you know, <laughs> and then you can sell it on your site. Uh, we'll buy it, or you could just show us real quickly. That's all right. We'll do that too. And then you guys. So what's up? So you guys decided to go with the horror covers too, which I think I know that's an image thing. Like they did the rap covers uh, or the rap movies, and then they did. They've done a couple other ones too on that. So is that was that something of your making, or was it just like that? Was uh, a retailer friend of mine had said like, uh, hey, like Bitterroot and and some of these other books are doing these horror covers. And they're selling great for us, or not horror, like movie covers. Yeah, they're doing the movie uh, covers. Yeah, the hip hop ones for better. And I was like, uh, sort of iffy about it, just because I've 
<laughs> that's my favorite. That, that was, is, that was, the, one, that was the hardest one. Out. Dude, that took us the longest time to figure out what this one was. Yeah, Man. Very obscure. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was sort of on the fence about it because I was just like, I don't like it's its own thing. I want it to stand for itself. You know, I want people to just be like, oh, this is the book uh, and it stands on its own. But uh, image when I was talking to them was just like, well, the thing about this specific case is if you do these horror covers, when people see it, they'll immediately see that it looks like a cartoon thing, but it's a horror thing. You yeah. know, like it's, it's sort of like a visual shorthand that just says, this is exactly what this is. Um, well, and, and people have really dug those, those covers. So plus I think you double up. So like I read the a cover and then I keep the B cover. I keep the movie cover. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think you get that double buyout on that too. And then our friends at, uh, Hive Comic. Actually, that's the first time we really talked about your book, even before it went on sale. They had done that last one, the Blair Witch one. Yeah. And I mean, just just showing the Blair Witch cover, people were buying it, not even knowing what the book were. <laughs> so I think it worked for you. I mean, hey, yeah. tell your friend, go give them, buy them a, a Starbucks or a uh, a pair of Nordstrom rack pants, whatever you guys do over there and, and, and get that to work. So yeah, yeah. When, when, when cons come back, I'm going to have to uh, take those image folks to lunch because yeah, I, I feel like it definitely has has sold us some books. We, I wish we would have kept doing blank covers. That sold like crazy on issue one. The blank and cover then on issue two. It's just like oh, we don't get that blank cover money anymore. Like, what a bizarre. <laughs> 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 we sold like three thousand of that thing. What? What? Who? Who needs that? God yeah. bless. Yeah, 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 yeah. That seems like something that would be easy to reprint. I don't know. Maybe five's not out yet. I know you finished it, but maybe you can we just get the black, the the blank back for five or something like yeah. that. Especially with con, we were just talking about how they're opening cons back up. So you know, I don't yeah, they know. just did you just hear about San Diego on Thanksgiving? We were talking about that. Yeah. What do you think about that? What do you Absolutely think about that? Absolutely not. Not maybe. Not I'm interested. That was just straight out. Absolutely no fun. No. <laughs> I mean, I would, even regular Thanksgiving, I would be scared about. San Diego on Thanksgiving is way too. Oh, we were really, fascinated by then, and I'm still just like. Mm-hmm. I was kind of saying, like, I hadn't been to San Diego, so I'm from the Midwest, and I haven't been to San Diego in it's. I was thinking five years, but it's almost been a decade now, just because like the crowds, it's too much for me. I just before all this, I didn't like. It smells bad, um, and. Yeah. So I, I, it's too many people bumping you. So, but yeah, definitely not Thanksgiving and smaller, you know, smaller, smaller areas. It's not something I, I, I love it under normal circumstances. Like I love going down there. It's one of the shows that I don't set up at. I just go oh, and sort just of just mix it up and chat with people and stuff. Um, and so, you know, as soon as it comes back to like the regular thing, I feel like I'm down for it, but yeah. Also my mom would be furious you know, if I haven't been home in two years and I'm just like, sorry about Thanksgiving, but I'm going to go to San Diego Comic-Con. You just, hey, you got to go uh, Zero Dark 30 on, on all the uh, Twitter and it's, you know, the IGs. You don't do, you just, I'm not good at that stuff, but like, I'm telling you, you just, just let it go for two days and sneak in there and sneak out. Plus you probably get in, right? Like people, you're pretty yeah. famous. You, you know, you get on there, you can get in the back door, you can do that type of stuff, sneak in, sneak I mean, out. I don't know if I call myself famous, but I can get into Comic Con. Okay, you're you're a big fan in in, in this household uh, because of some of the other works you've done. You're a pretty big fan in this household, especially with Pony and Transformers. So where are you at in the Midwest? I live in, in the great state of Michigan. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I used to live in Colorado and in South Dakota. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, a little yeah. Midwest. Would you say, Kyle? I said, and then me and Matt and Solo all live in the Phoenix area. 
Oh, okay, so you're close. I'm in LA, but, but I'm from I'm from Colorado. Oh, where at? Uh, Fort Collins. Okay, I could tell by your beer that you're from Fort Collins. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we got a few mountain men up there. Yeah, I, they're either hairy cowboys or well-groomed mountain men. I I lean towards the well-groomed mountain man. <laughs> yeah, it's well put together beard. It's not a mess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so can but you? I, but I do ahead. have a question though. What made you come up with the concept of this book? Like, did you wake up out of a cold, deep sleep after watching a Brad Pitt movie, going, "Damn it, I need to make a series of dogs." Yeah, what if it was dogs? Um, well, I always, I sort of will pass over ideas I'll have if they don't feel specific to me. Like, I don't, I, like, it takes me so long to make comics that aren't just like you know My Little Pony or Transformers or whatever. That uh, if I'm gonna dive in and do something, I have to feel like I have a, a real take on it, or like it's something that I mean, I'm sure somebody else could have maybe done this, but it feels pretty specific to my interests and my uh, sort of like specific vibe. Because um, I love horror movies, and I love like I've always loved animation. Um, but the way that the idea came about was I was uh, I was on standing on the back of a toilet, hanging a clock. And I fell off. <laughs> he's definitely, he, hey, he's made for me, like, hand, he's bro. He's made for me, Number one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I was watching um, Bates Motel, uh, like season two, I think. And I got up to go to the bathroom. When I came back, uh, Norman Bates had a little puppy with him. And I was just like, where did this puppy come from? And my friends, this is when we used to have a studio. Now, since COVID, we don't, but. Um, I was like, where'd this puppy come from? Did he kill somebody and take their dog? And they were like, no, he did not do that. And I was like, oh. That's a great idea. That would be cool. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> hey, I think I'm on to something. No, that's yeah. awesome. That was such a good run in series, too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even finish it because at that point, I was just like, whatever else they do, I don't want to know about it until I get this thing all out of my head. Uh, so I got to dip back in and finish. Uh, but I had that idea, like a serial killer that takes his victim's dogs and I sat and pondered around like what the, what the story is like, what's that about? And again, like it didn't, it didn't totally click in for me until I realized that like, I didn't want to tell it about cops and I didn't want to tell it about a murderer, but I could, because I draw animals already. And like, I already tell stories about animals. And so my head easily slid to the place where I was just like, Oh, this could just be about the dogs. And then once I got that figured out, then it all just sort of came flying out. Like the, the story came pouring out pretty quick. That's awesome. That's that cool. I cool. like that. So you do know, because somebody just said they have three blank covers. You do know when you go back to cons, like yeah. are you, you already got in your head what you're going to draw on some of these covers, correct? Yeah. I mean, I've got my, my, my quickie dogs figured out, you know, the, mm -hmm. the freebie dog sketch for sure. Uh, and then the Phoenix, where you just put Kyle as number one on the top of your list. <laughs> oh, I thought you just wanted me to write Kyle on a blank cover. That's easy. No, no problem. Hey, if you do that, I'll laugh. I'll you know pay what? you for that. You can okay. do that too. You can write uh, to Kyle, your friend, Tony. You remember me from the podcast. <laughs> just make sure you have a CGC grade behind you when that happens. Yeah. So are you going to keep this at a five issue mini series or is there, do you have in the works for maybe a volume two with, with uh, the success of the book? Cause we've heard some news too, maybe about an animation going on. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have a volume two. It's a pretty tightly constructed story. Like 
when it's over, it's over. You'll just be like, oh, that's it. You know, like um, they all die. All the dogs are. Spoiler alert. Don't worry about it. We have a drinking game on this show, so they won't remember tomorrow anyways. <laughs> all the dogs. Go. You die, um, she dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> No, when you it's like it, come out with an issue five, that's how we end it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like Walking Dead. We solicited that as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the end of five, like it's a complete story. But uh, we're doing so five comes out in June, and then in August we're doing a free comic book day, which is <laughs> which is <laughs> don't um, look at the comments. Whatever you do, which is issue one, but then with a new. Uh, prologue that's sort of like if you've read the whole thing you'll read the prologue and you'll you'll get it and if you haven't read the whole thing you'll, it'll be like sort of another uh, piece of the mystery you know like another question that's asked that gets answered throughout the uh, throughout the thing and then we're pretty sure uh, I think images down uh, we're gonna do a one shot after so it'll be one two three four five comic book day in August trade comes out i think in september october mm-hmm. and then after that towards the end of the year we're gonna try and do a one shot that's sort of just like there's 11 dogs in the book and because of the way that the plot goes we don't really get to focus on all of them for like mm-hmm. a you know like a few of them get like the real moment but some of them yeah. i feel like people would get into and want to know a little bit more about and so we're gonna do sort of like a we're calling it like dog days uh, where it's just sort of like short stories focusing on some of these other dogs. Sometimes when they're in the master's house, sometimes like before they went to the master's house, but sort of all of them just like short little uh, vignettes that'll sort of be the vibe of the book where it's cute and it's terrifying and, you know, just sort of small little things. That'll be awesome. Backtrack and, and, and show how everybody got abducted and how right. everybody got killed and how all dogs were, you know, like – Make one so they, you know, like they didn't go to the dog park on this one. They maybe they was at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like that'd be kind of cool. Well, that's totally. I mean, that's how the book goes. Like the the flashbacks as a motif carry on, and we sort of see how a few more of these dogs ended up in the house. As all the, right, as the that's cool. So like the we're just gonna spoil it here for those people that haven't read it yet. The the dog at the end of this book is number two. We're gonna Die. see the flashback. We're gonna see the flash. We're gonna see the flashback on the next one. It, is it gonna progressively? So it it does seem a little darker. Number two seems a little bit darker. You know, you get um, there's an abuse of a dog in this one a little bit, right? And there's um, you know, a couple yeah, of little dog, finer points there. The dog so, gets kicked off panel for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and then oh. something's wrong with his leg. Something's wrong with his leg after he comes that's out so, of the hot that's box. That's so good though because it really makes you hate the villain. I mean, it really. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, him walking around in whitey tighties didn't make you hate him. It was <laughs> no, dude. I no. That, that that's what made me hate him. <laughs> dude, animal abuse is not. I don't take no, lightly oh, to it, man. I mean, I can't believe you put in the view. on that. I, yeah. That's. And so I get it, it's out there, but to see that little excerpt like that, man, that puts the anger in me. That's like, oh, I hate this guy. This is a bad dude. Did you get kickback from that? And how hard was it? Because you 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 must own pets, right? Like you do you because yeah. yeah. Is that something you thought about? I know that a lot of pet owners try to stay away from uh, that and it's very uh, yeah, hundred percent. I have friends that uh like I have good friends that I'm just like, I don't know if this book is gonna be for you. Um, and it's not because it's like some horrifying, you know, dog, you know, like 
dogs aren't being like vivisected or, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't turn into saw for dogs, but the, do I mean, it's a horror movie starring dogs. So, and one of the main questions, I mean, it's a horror comic starring dogs, but one of the main questions that people would ask is just like, well, does anything happen to the dogs? You know? And I can't answer. Cause like, what am I going to say? Like, uh, they're, they're all okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. Like that, right. they're, they're in peril. That's what the story is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't let any of them answer the phone. Hey, <laughs> I want to pitch you idea. Guinea pigs. I could. So, <laughs> he, I, he, just like, up he, just, he just carved a niche. Every animal, just a murder mystery involving every different type of animal. It sounds like we're going to talk about it later, but we sold this, <laughs> this thing to Paramount. And in the contract, we had to specifically say like what it is that they're buying. Yeah. And so I can't, I mean, I can do it, but they would just own it automatically. Oh. Any other books that are stray and animal, and then it's about animals who are the victims of crimes. So like, <laughs> it's just like this very specific wording in the contract that's like any other property where animals are in danger because <laughs> their owners are, are murdered, or, you know, like very specific yeah, uh, uh, wording. But yeah. Yeah, so killing everybody for his guinea so, pig. Yeah, you could do John Wick hamsters or gerbils, <laughs> right? That's we can get that. We can get it. That's I what you just think said. That might be too close. There's a lot of things where people suggest it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. like, pig. They, they would just they would just own it already before I even drew it. <laughs> so how I mean that's different too, because you you know, like you said, you and Trish now are kind of partners in this compared to your nine to fives where you're doing ponies and you were doing you did some Star Wars work too. You did adventures. Um me and Solo Wookie do a little Star Wars show that's not really that good, but we like it. And um <laughs> so we know some of your work from that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be a different now because you guys are in charge of it. And then you did this thing with Paramount where you, is it true you're doing, because we don't know what rumors to believe anymore. Everybody's option and everybody's going to come out with something. So would you mind talking about that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm an open book. If it's in the news, I can, I can talk about it. It's uh we optioned it to Paramount um, and they have a, like an 18 month option. And so they're developing it right now. One of my best friends, uh, is the screenwriter who wrote Stephen King's It and It Chapter Two and Annabelle uh, and oh, a bunch of other stuff. Man. Oh. Yeah, uh, and he when I when I was first coming up with the idea, I pitched it to him just as like, here's this cool horror thing I'm working on, and he was super in love with it because he's also a dog person, and so he went and pitched it to Paramount uh, and a bunch of other places, but Paramount's the one that that bought it, um, and so he's producing it. And uh, Mark Perez, who wrote uh, the movie Game Night, I don't know if you mm -hmm. guys saw that, he's mm -hmm. he's yep. writing it right now, and they've done a couple treatments, and the studio likes them, um, and so it's just a matter of like if they decide to make it, that's sort of just like they've got like eighteen months to decide if they're going to make it. Uh, so that's that's where that is right now. So what the whole chat heard was you have a great buddy who's uh, helping out option that, and it's going to be made within the next 18 months. Yes. Okay. So that's what we all heard. Right I there. mean, like, did you have to sit down with like Paramount people like, and like say, Hey, I have this really cool book. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, is like, what was that? Like, I know solos really used to sitting in boardrooms, but like, what was <laughs> I was like? just going to say, was it a boardroom? Did you go in and there's like people in the boardroom and, but what was it like sitting down? Was it scary? Was it like you're like fuck these dudes? Like I mean, was it like <laughs> no, I uh, I'm just sort of team comics. Like I'm just I just make the comics, uh, and so I didn't go into the boardrooms at all. 
Um, they, I sent my comic to them, the same one that I took to Comics Pro and gave to people. Um, I sent that to my manager and to Gary, and uh, who's, who wrote uh, it and it too, uh, my buddy. Um, and then he, they just sent them around to, uh, to the studios, and then they just handled all that. Um, I would be there for questions and stuff, and like they would call me up and just be like, hey, what if we put a person in this? And I would just be like, ah, here's why I didn't do it in the story. You know, yeah. your mileage may vary. But there's sort of that uh, that Raymond Chandler thing about where they asked him, you know, like, oh, how, like they ruined your book. Doesn't that suck? And he's like, no, my book's right there on the shelf. You know, like they, they can't ruin it. And that's sort of. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I don't think that the, like the team that's working on this, I don't think they'll ruin it. But I've spent so much of my life figuring out how to be good at making comics that I just sort of want to do that. And the, the thing with optioning it is that it, it gives us a little bit of room to run and work on our own stuff and make our own, more of our own comics. Uh, Cause we got a little bit of extra money. So, uh, so hopefully I can just do that. I, I would be very happy to just be able to keep making comics and every once in a while somebody buys them. Uh, I mean, somebody in Hollywood buys them and mm -hmm. gives me a big chunk of money and then I can just keep making comics. That seems to be like how you have to do it. Right. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. Or you know, you be, guinea pigs is the next big thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> there you in right now. <laughs> I can't do guinea pigs. It's, it's just be a gift to them. You should do, do, do Here, I got I got a plot for you. Don't tell anybody. It's just uh, us. Okay. But there's ninja guinea pigs. What what if was that was already was a cartoon, I think, bro. <laughs> I think that was a cartoon. I'm just totally messing with you. No, I really think that was it was either hamsters or guinea pigs, but I think it I was think that already happened. It, it was, was ad adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. <laughs> yes. I I got a question. What you you sound like you've got quite the background in comic books and yeah. growing up and everything. What was some of your inspiration? Like uh, here's Here's my confusion in my question. I can see you collecting Looney Tunes and writing really good horror. Where did where did your balance come from? Because you you your art and your your style of storytelling they're almost a little convoluted, but they blend together perfectly. You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds you're a lot like me. You have that Looney Tunes affliction, but at the same note, you like that that good deep you know scary. Yeah, in there. God bless you if you're a lot like Solo Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just for the record, like I don't draw the stray dogs, uh, but it looks. I mean, Trisha's style is not far off from from what my style is. Um, and being somebody who draws cartoony, I have sort of like a um, like an insecurity or like a, like if somebody says I can't do something, I'm just like fuck you, I can't. You know, like. Yeah now watch right sure. <laughs> yeah that's that's what i draw like uh mainly um but so when i had this idea and like what i talked about earlier about having it be something that was specifically from my point of view or from my voice it was just like well i can i know i can tell a horror story with this type of visuals um and it's and and this is just sort of like the proof of that concept i guess you know like sure uh, just because of the like what I put in and what I and the ideas that I have and like the, just sort of like the whatever the chemistry is that's my whatever you know um, that sounded like something an asshole would say 
<laughs> no, you, no, you're oh, dude. I, I get it. What, what younger, what, like, what comics and stuff got you into it when you were younger? What were you collecting and buying that kind of led you this way? Or what were you drawing when you were younger too? Yeah, and what were you drawing? Uh, well, I was always drawing like uh, what would be my Disney cartoon, you know, or like these are the characters that would be in my sort of like, uh, like, yeah. a, like if there's a Disney cartoon that's like set in the city. Uh, these would be the people that would be in it. Like, I, that's what I was like. Sure. I love, like, I'm 41 years old. And so I was growing up reading comics. Like when, when image blew up, that was sort of my uh, golden era. And so for a minute, right when I was just a kid, you know, like when I was just hitting puberty, uh, all these crazy masculine, uh, super, Jack dudes with enormous guns and like girls with Ouches. just breasts and no clothes. Yeah, uh, it was just like the it was like drugs. Like it was just like you read this, and you just I just was shaking. Like this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, and so that was what really hooked me into comics was Image Comics. Um, but then soon after there, as I sort of like went to school and read books in English class and got smarter, because um, like. To be fair, the image comics weren't like uh, literature, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. uh, but as I started to read, you know, like the stuff that they make you read in, in high school and it sort of develops your brain a little bit, that's when uh, Straight Bullets came out. Uh, and that was real formative for me. Um, and Strangers in Paradise was at the exact same time as that too. And both of those were like, just sort of like the two sides of like, indie comics right. that hit me. One was like uh, nihilistic and dark and one was just very sweet and like conversational. Mm -hmm. And I feel like both of those were pretty formative in like what I would want to do when I, when I would come to make my own comics. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Cool. Do you want a Jordash gene uh, commercial too? Or is that, <laughs> is that button up? Is that your goal? Levi's 501? Yeah, Levi's 501. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Spike Lee, come <laughs> on. So was, uh, it, was it kind of surreal for you optioning and having this option picked up before the first issue even came out? Like what, yeah. what kind of drove that? Cause usually you don't hear about that. You don't hear about the book being optioned before it's even been out. What kind of drove all that? Well, yeah, it happens more and more these days, but it definitely was weird. Um, the, the reasoning for it was, is because Trish who draws the book uh, still has a, a full-time job. Like she works in real estate. She just has like a square job. Um, and so we've been working on this book for since 2000, since the end of 2018. And so we, we had an issue done, um, and printed, we printed up a preview copy to take to retailers at Comics Pro. And so my manager at that point and, and my buddy who like the screenwriter was just like, well, we can just take this around now, you know, like why wait? And it was right at the beginning of COVID. And so there was a moment there, which I think is probably still going on, where just all of a sudden animation opened up. Like people can't go to film stuff in person because of COVID. And so all these things that are animated just started getting greenlit left and right. Uh, and so in during that time, that's when they were out there uh, meeting with these companies. And so it just sort of worked out that like we had an issue that we could show people proof of concept. This is what this thing is. And the whole thing has been written and uh, 
and, and like plot it out so that they could tell them like this is what happens in the end, this is what happens in the climax. Um, and so yeah, they just sort of did that while while we were putting together the book. So I think we were putting together issue three when they were like, yeah, we we sold it, <laughs> and wow. it's it weird because. Generally, like, if you're cynical, you're just like, oh, they're just doing, they're just making a, <laughs> they want to make a cartoon, so they made this thing. Um, but it just sort of happened that way because of how long we've been working on the comic, you know? Yeah. Uh, congratulations, man. Thing? No, like, is it a HBO thing? Is it like, is it going to be like, well, it's a Paramount, so I guess it would probably be Paramount Plus if, if movie theaters don't come back, but it's supposed to be like a theatrical. Oh, movie. wow. So Are they still gonna I use don't the go to the movies, but I'll go to the movies to see that. I I, I mean I know you said you, it's a it's a closed ended story, but I'm just you, know, you got to have something cooking for if they if it's a hit and they come back to you and say we want more because I know I'm sad to hear it's only five issues because I, I read through the first one and I loved it. I told Solo Wookie I, as a dog person, I was like, dude, you're gonna love this book. Check it out, and he was like, yeah, it, it's great. And I said the same thing to Kyle. I was like, dude, this book is. It's where it's at. You got to, it, it's something fresh and a new idea. You got to check it out. Yeah. And I can't I wait it for issue three. It, it almost reminds you remember that episode of The Simpsons where they're trying to train Santa's little helper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's That's kind of what reminded me of you know, how they have their short term memories. And, and they're like, what am I here for? What's going on? Like that. That's the first thing that popped in my head was that episode of The Simpsons. It's actually, it's like the first episode of The Simpsons. They're, Third or something, but you know, blah blah blah, sit blah blah blah. And the the um, you know, the what's it, the frisbee hits him in the eyes. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> he's just standing there. <laughs> it's kind of what popped in my head, but I thought that was cool that they'd like they're getting these, they're like you know, they're smelling the scarf, they're seeing the picture, and they're like, holy shit, I do have a different owner, and they don't even you know, like yeah. they thought this was their owner, and I like, I'm not a dog person, but is that like? The way I the way I see dogs, they don't seem to be that forgetful. No, I don't think they're that forgetful. That was sort of like a, a little bit of artistic license. I mean, I read a lot of. Uh, I mean, there's not a ton of research on dog memories, but I read some research on dog memories. Um, and obviously, like everybody's seen videos of like you know a soldier comes back from overseas after two years and his dog is just sitting there mm -hmm. waiting. You know, like uh, so obviously we know that they remember people, but. I at the same time was just like I wonder if that dog, like it definitely didn't every day think about that soldier, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, it came from me and my dogs and how long it takes them to figure stuff out. You know, like mm -hmm. not stupid, but like every day, every time we go on a walk, they'll try and go left when we never go left. You know, it's yes. just we don't go over there. You know, we go over here. We don't go in that yard. That's a, we don't like that guy. We stay away from that yard. You know. I don't know. I, I, the book is great. I think we it's have, very imaginative. I think it's very different. Mm -hmm. Thank it, you. It's. I think it's just. It's. It's. In a, I'm glad that you took it with the thought of you know what this is a great. It's. It's easy to read and it's fun. That's what makes reading comics awesome, is when it's just a fun read when you don't have to like, you don't always. You know what I mean? Like we live in this world where we have to think so much where we can just sit and enjoy a book. Good art. And I think that's where you really I think that's where you nailed it. 
it's really good oh. art. And, and that's something I want to bring up too, is like when they do, if they do make this into the motion picture, which it sounds like they're going to, but like, are you going to be disappointed if they don't use that nineties art style that you have there? Cause it's very, it's kind of like something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. It's really cool what they're doing. I, I'm not an artist. I don't, I can't explain it. I can just say that I enjoy looking at the pictures in the funny books. So, uh, I don't know if I'll be disappointed. I mean, the reason we drew it like that, besides just like that's how it looked in, in inside of our heads. Uh, but if we would even like, neither of us thought that this thing would be a movie, you know, like or anything because it's so bizarre. You're like, we didn't know COVID was going to come and shut down production and make it so they start making R-rated cartoons and stuff. You know, like who knew? Uh, so we we're just like, well, let's just draw it like as if Disney or Don Bluth made a horror movie because. Even if they did make a movie, they'll just do it like uh, you know a dog's purpose or something. You know, yeah. like just do the uh, Call of the Wild. It'll just be a CGI dogs and Harrison Ford or whatever, and then you know. It'll <laughs> Harrison <look> like... Ford. <laughs> do you have an idea of who you want to like when you were writing this? Is there a, like a certain person in your head that you would think would match these voices? Apparently somebody big because he's already got Harrison Ford being the. <laughs> I know. <laughs> lead. I get it, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I just want it to be as successful as humanly possible so that I can keep making comics. <laughs> yeah, we hope so too. So, so, like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie or who, whatever people go by, you know. Uh, yeah. John Malkovich. That's who he wants to be the bad guy. No. John Malkovich. That's it. That's a it. superstar. <laughs> I will. I will, I will voice. I will voice a dog for free. I have wanted to voice. No, he said a superstar solo. Not a YouTube, even if it's only two sentences. I I will voice a dog. I will voice a dog, but I won't be. I won't be doing it for free. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it for free. I'll have my people reach out to your people. Um, I absolutely love um, Trisha's artwork in it. I think it's spot on. She was on our channel and did an interview with the comic Comic book women. Oh yeah. Yeah, go check that out. That's awesome. another great, an awesome great interview. Um, and that was a couple weeks ago. That was I, I loved it. I thought she had some great points that she brought up and made and talked about. Just a fun interview. Um, is there is there any place that we can find you guys and you in particular, Instagram, anywhere? Oh yeah, we're both on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at Tony Fleece and at Trish Forstner. Just we, we have weird names, so it's easy to easy to find us. We're the only ones. Um, and then we both have like if you just Google us, there's a TonyFleece.com. Is it's not really a portfolio site. It's just like where I sell original art from ponies and Transformers and Star Wars and stuff. Oh, um, nice. There's no yeah. Stray Dogs original art because we did it all digitally. Um, so uh, speaking but- of. Speaking of Pony and Transformers, you got Pony and Transformers 2 coming up. Uh, that is Pony and Transformers 1 is obviously sought there. I have uh, four copies. I have a bunch of kids, and they love that book. They absolutely love it. So I'm keeping a couple copies good for them. But Pony and Transformers 2, they were excited about it. They said, we, Dad, we need more of these books. And I said, ah, sorry. It's the same story. And then the previews came out with that. So they're very excited. Good to see that you're going to be doing a lot of the work on that. But what other projects do you have coming up besides that? Um, well, right now, uh, basically like everything I've been working on for the last few months is all sort of coming out at the same time. Uh, so Rick and Morty Worlds Apart is a Oni miniseries, the four issue thing that uh, I drew. Um, and it's written by a guy named Josh Trujillo. And it's 
uh, it's also drawn by this guy, Jarrett Williams. Um, and so it's a story where Rick and Morty split off. Uh, thank you. Uh, they split off and Rick goes on an adventure and Morty goes on an adventure and, and Morty has uh, his other grandfather with him. Who's like a, uh, he's in like a thruple and, and so like <laughs> his, his wife and their boyfriend are off on like a cruise, but he gets seasick. So him and Morty just go off on this other adventure together. Um, and so I drew that part of the story and then Jarrett Williams drew the, the Rick story. And so it's just sort of like they split off and then they come back together in the end. Uh, so that's coming out right now. Issue twos in stores. Um, and then I drew two issues of my little pony, the main series, uh, that'll come out, I think within the next couple of weeks. That's the cat um, stuff, right? You're doing the cat. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, these, these cats from the movie. Um, Hey, it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember who played the cat. He's a fan of your book too. He just wanted to voice that. <laughs> I had a, like, I knew I could get comic book people who were also dog people with this thing. I was like, it probably won't fail as long as people still like dogs by the yeah. time it comes up. Um, so out of the five issues, which is the best, like, which is like the one, not the best one, but the ones like, this is the one that you, oh my God, if you've read one and two, this is the one that you have to read. Four is psycho. Like, uh, four, like, I, issue two is the one that I was just like, I hope people keep reading after this one because uh, it's just sort of like a continuation of the story, you know? It has a cliffhanger, um, but it's not like, oh, it's just like, oh, no. You know, it's sort of like a soft, at least that's what I thought. And then people are reading it and they're just like, oh, no. So that's going well, I guess. Like the, the reaction to it has been good. Uh, but three has a crazy ending and has like a, it's, it's got like scares all through it. And then four is like, it's four is the way I've sort of explained it is like one is the setup. Two is like building a mystery. <laughs> Three, the stakes get raised and it, and it's like scary and the stakes get raised. Then four is a, a straight horror movie. And then five is like your image comics action scene where it's just like full on pandemonium. So oh. it's, it's building like it definitely every issue will sort of ratchet up the tension. Um, but four, uh, we're, it, it's getting colored right now. And every time a page comes in, I'm just like, Oh, this is great. Uh, I'm very psyched about it. And then five we're, we're, uh, about halfway through drawing. And then the free comic book day sort of was a surprise. Like we didn't know we were going to do that. And so that one, uh, we're finishing up the artwork on tonight. So, uh, and then so let's go to colors. Oh, so we're holding it up. <laughs> I'm holding it up. I've I'm so uh, invested in getting people to read this book that like I go on every podcast. No offense to you guys, of course. No, I we like it. We take it. Oh, it's all right for number eight. No, we get it. We understand. I'm a like I'm a regular on uh, on the show Eleven O'clock Comics, and they're just like, we don't want to have you on if you're just going to go on every other show. Why do they even want to hear from you on here? And I'm like, I gotta. I gotta go talk to these people. I gotta reach these, you know, these yeah. other audience. Hey, we're not our first choice either. We've got a person in here. He hates listening to us anyway. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't say hate. Are... I said it's not my favorite show. That's all I said. It's not my favorite show. <laughs> I'm well, a, we appreciate you so much, even if we are your 82nd pick. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I do a bunch of these shows. I'm having a great time. If you guys want to yeah. have me back, like, if you read issue three and you're just like, fuck that guy, we got to have him back in here and yell at him. 
<laughs> oh no no no! We no, review. Hey, we're actually when you leave, we're gonna review your number two later too. So we review all your stuff. But real quickly before you go, I heard that I heard that you have a new concept that you might still be working on, and I thought it was kind of cool for a new book. And that's why I was kind of hitting at. I mean, I know my kids like the Transformers and the ponies, but the the shop, the one where you go back in time and you buy the stuff real quickly. Oh yeah yeah, Time Shopper. Yeah 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 yeah. Can you talk about uh, that real quick? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so Time Shopper is a book. Uh, that I, it's finished. Um, we're sort so of. So we're gonna get free previews of this book. You're gonna send them to us. I, we'll I'll send you a PDF tonight if you like. That's that ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. Absolutely. Um, but it's a story about uh, a guy that gets a job traveling in time, and he's supposed to go fix history's biggest disasters. You know, like they're just like we got time travel. We're gonna send you back and warn the Titanic about the iceberg and warn JFK. You know, like fix all these horrible disasters. Um, and when he, and they give him money, they're just like, here, just cause you might need to buy provisions or whatever. It's, it's all sort of based on that scene in back to the future too, where doc gives Marty that suitcase full of money. Like I saw that as a kid and was just like, Oh, what's going on here? Um, and so the guy gets back in time and, and instead of fixing all the stuff that he's supposed to fix, he just goes and buys stuff for cheap, uh, in olden times, because <laughs> like, that's, that's what I would do. So, yeah, right? that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like going to kill baby Hitler, he's just like, wait, German chocolate costs how much? That's incredible. I, I'll take all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so what I do. I, would, I have thought I would, of this before. This is why I like I it. I'm like, I'm like, what would ha- like? Why would I do that? Because they would change like all the good things that happened. So I, if I had to go back there and they sent me back there, then I'd probably do this instead. I, yeah. I'm hook, yeah, line, and sinker, bro. Instead of the wish fulfillment. Um, if, I, but if I could go back, I would definitely do the same thing. I would go to concerts and I would go buy cheap stuff back then, like cars and comics and everything else. Because and especially oh concerts, because you can't see them ever again. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely. We can have a comic about gerbils that go to see con- con- <laughs> uh, go back in time to watch concerts. Bro, what's up with the gerbils? What's going on? <laughs> I have guinea stuff? pigs. That's the only pets I ever own. Is, is my fan? We're a guinea pig family, I guess. So I always have to talk about oh, guinea pigs. We're guinea pig people. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was uh, that was going to be uh, from a small press publisher la- at the end of last year. It was supposed to come out, um, but there was some hiccups uh, with the publisher, and then COVID sort of shut everything down. Like it was going to be printed in China, and China got shut down, and then. Uh, also, also, the orders were uh, dismal, you know, just because like the, the retail or the publisher had priced it wrong and it was a, it was a whole mess. So anyway, mm-hmm. we got the rights back um, and we're just going to kickstart it and do it ourselves and do it as like a, a, yep. a European format hardcover, like a just like a one shot European format hardcover. It's me. Arts by this guy, Christian Nisi, who's a buddy of mine, who's a caricature artist from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And so all the like historical people that you see in it are these hilarious little caricatures, you know, like uh, uh, like you run into like a um, like it's Bill and Ted, right? We're doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I'm totally blank to anything having to do with history. Um, <laughs> or the book that I've already written. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when does the Kickstarter start off? Like, when are we doing this? We're uh, so we're putting it together, and it's gonna pr- probably coincide with the end of Stray Dogs, which is gonna be weird because it is like this completely different vibe. 
Um, but I figure that's when people will probably be paying the most attention as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to do it then. And we're doing this cool thing with the Kickstarter where as, as well as getting the book, it's like the regular thing where you can just get a PDF for, for hardly nothing. And then for the hard cut, like 20 bucks. And then um, we're also doing this thing where you can get uh, Carl's the guy's name. Uh, you can get like Carl's time shopping bag. And he'll have bought stuff while traveling in time that you can get from him, you know, in the thing. And so That's it's cool. stuff like uh, a Mickey cool. Mantle card, but like Carl's in the background of the Mickey Mantle card, or like an action comic <laughs> number one with Carl's on the cover of it with Superman. Um, as well as some other stuff we're doing, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to like spoil it all, but don't spoil it all. No, no. Here, how about this? How about this? We're going to have you back in a month to review three. Then you're going to for sure guarantee when you get the Kickstarter going, get back on here. We'll go over all the yeah. stuff. Cause uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. You got my money. I cool. Too. Here, you got my money. Yep. You got it. What do you need? You I got, got the black card. I'll give it to you. Just feel free to hit me up too after this. I can just send you a PDF if you, if you just want to read it. This way. Absolutely. We, yes. We will hundred yeah. percent. Dude, that's cool, man. You got some good stuff. I really, I really am a fan. I mean, I obviously am a fan, and not just because, because it makes it easy for me to relate to my kids. You know, kids always don't like what you like, and when you can get Transformer and Ponies, because yeah. I have twins, like, and they fight about everything, and to have those two combination together, I know you did some work, like especially some interiors on that, and now coming up with the second one, you really are helping out in this household. And then the guy's name Solo Wookie, and we do a show together, so you can imagine it's about Star Wars. So uh, <laughs> we, and we and we cover it all. I know they're telling us that one with the with the Tauntaun. What's that? Yeah, yours with the Tauntaun, the, the yeah. adventures where you did the three part, and then you did the droid thing, right? You did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Lando and and Chewbacca when they had to, they were like battle racers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was probably my favorite one because I get to make up these Star Wars ships that were just like, what if you could trick out your favorite Star Wars ships? And so it was just like, oh, I'll just put like a pod racer pod on the back of this thing, or like put laser guns on the bottom of this thing. Yeah, I'd be so far. Uh, uh, Kyle will fall asleep with us talking about Star Wars, but if you ever want to talk about Star Wars, I have another show on this channel. We can do that. But real quickly, you've been to Celebration before, correct? Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 dude. How great yeah. is Celebration? I went to a couple times when it was in India- Indianapolis. Yeah. Right. And then I went to a couple times when it was here in LA. And then we went to the so Chicago 17. one. Uh, yeah. The the, I guess the, the last, last one. Before, yeah. Right? So 19. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, that's the last one I went to too and took the kids with it. it that was a blast. That one probably, I mean, they just keep out doing themselves. Yeah, Kyle, I get it. We're talking about star Wars and you <laughs> don't like it, but, um, but that, like that kids comics thing. Uh, I always think about that in terms of not my own work, you know, like whenever I'm working on my little pony or, or star Wars adventures or one of these kids comics, I'm just like, this is cool because I want there to be people who read comics, you know, 20 years from now or what, 30 years from now or how, for however long I'm going to live. I need people to read comics. Absolutely. Um, but I just got a message from somebody like two days ago and they were like, Hey, I'm getting stray dogs for my daughter. Uh, she's a fan of yours from my little pony, but she grew up now. Uh, oh, Cause I've been doing it for like, eight years so you know like a kid could have started reading my little pony when they're eight and now they're 16 years old uh and and she's like she loves stray dogs and she reads comics because of your comics the craziest thing i ever heard you know like i never i never expected it to be like a full circle thing at all i just thought i was shooting readers out there and somebody they would read somebody else's books yeah i so like how i i'm not a brony and i'm not knocking bronies or whatever they do like i I think there's a space for everybody in comics and i love it um but till i had kids and then like it does help out it's cool to 
like when they want to get engaged i mean like you can see behind me i got a bunch of junk like you know it just is what it is so yeah you too so to be cool being cool to your kids we're not cool to anybody else anymore because of how old we are right like so to be cool to your kids and have something like that yeah it just really it does help out so i mean i i i just i appreciate it man i appreciate what you do out there because like i like transformers is growing up ponies wasn't exactly my thing but it gets me something where i can relate to my kids and i think that's going to be something long lasting there too. And then one day I can show them straight dogs and be like, yeah. Hey, look, cause I did tell them, I go, Hey, uh, you know, this book, I was like the guy that drew this picture, I'm talking to him tonight and they go, can we, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's too late for you to stay. <laughs> not the show, not the show for you to be on. No, no, you can't. So I'm using um, all sorts of course language too. That'd be no good at all. Uh, yeah. They, well, yeah, this show is uh, not one they watch. So, um, but thanks again. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, happy to be on, uh, Happy to come back whenever. Uh, this is great. Absolutely. Welcome absolutely. anytime, man. What a yes. delight to have you here. And and absolutely, man. Always welcome. And who showed up since I since I came in here? Adonis uh, Adonis and Johnny. Johnny. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to meet you guys too. So Johnny's our pops guy who's gonna fill us in on the world of awesome pops. That's just a friend. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is like where we all come to hang out and drink, so it's good. Oh, next time you got it. So there, there's actually, if actually, Matt, could you throw it up right now? So we play a drinking game on this show. Uh, there's words and stuff like that. We don't actually know what it is. Kyle sets it up all the time. For all you that are out there, we have 92. We were up to about 100 there for a little bit. Make sure you're hitting this code real quickly so you know what the words are and you can play along with us and make fun of us later about it. Uh, hey, Tony, we really do appreciate it. We don't want to keep you on much longer. We definitely want to have you back, though. So we yeah, will you need to write that uh, free comic book day. Yeah, I got to go finish that. <laughs> but please uh, come on again next month and do Stray Dogs 3 with us and tell us about any other cool shit you have coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm excited to tune back in later and see what you said about it, too. You better... I mean, feel free to rip it up if you want, but hopefully you're not. Nice. We're not going to, but like if, no. if there's some pictures that you're like, how'd you get those? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. We really, we, really do, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having we'll me, guys. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. you. Welcome, yeah. welcome anytime, man. Great talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Fantastic. Dude, that dude is dope as shit, man. Yeah. 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 Cool awesome. as hell, dude. I could hang out. I, could, I, was, I was afraid I could hang out and talk to that guy. I was afraid oh you were going to keep talking to that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying so hard not to, man. I could sit with that cat and just chill all night. I hope he writes, thanks, Kyle. No, dude, he's gonna be like, you're creeping me out with your guinea pigs, bro. Thank God you told him that you actually have them. Shit, man. Holy crap! You're gonna go to the con with that blank cover, and it's gonna say Kyle, and on this corner is gonna be a dog ear, and on this corner is gonna be a dog ear with just a little fold, and that is it. That's your cover. Cover on your blank cover. He's gonna say thanks, Kyle. It's gonna be a restraining order with because of gerbils in the body. Kyle's gonna be like, "Hey, will you sign my book?" And he's gonna be like, "Actually, I need you to sign this and slide the restraining order back over to the side." Oh, Adonis, man. what's going on, my man? I'm just you glad good? he had a good sense of humor. Hey, what's up? Oh, dude, he's funny. He's funny. I I came yeah. late, but the little bit that I caught was was extremely interesting, and uh, it was actually really inspiring. And I came late, and I just caught like a little bit of it, and. I am actually really excited to jump into this world, dude. Straight dogs is dope. yeah, I do. Have you, you guys, Johnny? You haven't read it either yet. 
I have not. Man, it is like I, have, I, I always criticize these guys for their read list. I'm like, it's why are we reading this? Can't we read something I'd enjoy? And that was the book there. And then he comes on the show and lies to you and says, "Look, I pitched better books." He, and he doesn't pitch anything. He poops what we pitched, and he doesn't pitch anything. No, I do pitch. Well, he comes in here and lies to you and says, "I followed the rules," or "I asked about." I pitched book. stuff. You guys just are like, "That's boring." Go yeah, take it someplace right. else. You already have a Star Wars show. Get out of here. Yeah. Nobody yeah. likes Marvel. That's what you guys say all the time. That's what you say all the time. But no, that Stray Dogs was a good. I mean, oh, it was wow. good. And the art was great on it, and it did throw me off in the beginning. Like, I didn't catch the one thing, and you guys got to do what you normally do and made fun of me about it, so that's good. Yeah, I'm glad that you admitted to the, the writer that you didn't understand his scarf. His I scarf thing. No, I missed I it, bro. I know. I'm just glad that you admitted it. Admittance is the first step. <laughs> it's, on the, it's on the YouTubes, bro. It's there. You see me go, damn, like it clicks in the middle of it. So, so it was a great issue, everybody. I mean, go pick it up. Oh, yeah. I was I was actually gonna pick it up today and I saw it and I was just like you know what? Let me let me just pause on this real quick. I know we're gonna talk to him tonight. Um let me see what, what else is going on, see if I if this is the route that I wanna take and yeah, definitely I have to I have to cop those immediately. Absolutely. Great, it's great stuff, man. I definitely think you should pick it up, especially if you like collecting those horror covers. Those horror covers are where it's at. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what that that uh, Silence of the Lamb cover really brought me, it caught my attention. I'm, I'm a fan of the Friday the Thirteenth one. I believe that's issue five. I want to say, don't quote me on that, but I can't wait for that one. Uh, but uh, great. From the, from the world of stray dogs to the world of pops, what's going on in uh, in your collecting world there, Johnny? Uh, nothing much. It's the uh, busiest time of the year for me, actually. So uh, I'm getting pulled in all directions in the pop world, also the action figure world, because I'm not isolated to just pops. I just, regardless of how my set looks, uh, you know, I collect a little bit of everything. But uh, this is the you said, uh, I told you. Besides the Saints, it looks like you uh, collect pops. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Saints fan. I had a rough, we had a rough uh, go, but uh, we lost Drew Brees this past week, and uh, you know the future's uncertain. But uh, they're still my team, you know. So, but anyway, uh, talking about pops, uh, it's just that time of year. We just finished up having the Emerald City Comic Con, and that was pretty cool. A lot of exclusives, a lot of shared exclusives came out. Um, this year, I actually stayed away from it. I normally um, it, it easily end up spending a couple hundred dollars when it comes to the Emerald City Comic Con, and this year, I think I spent forty bucks. That's where my interest level was. Um, but I picked up a few of those from that. Uh, we have the summer convention coming up. Um, I have a lot of comic pops that I've picked up that I uh, wanted to share with you guys real quick. We want to get into that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a, that's about it. I, I figured bring on the comic pops. It fits right into your uh, uh, programming. So Sounds good. So uh, I got some from the boys. They just released the boys series, which, uh, of course, you know, based on the comic book. And also it's on uh, Amazon. So they have a new set that just came out. And these are actually pretty freaking awesome. Uh, we have a Starlight. I don't know if you guys can see mm -hmm. that pretty That's well good. here. Yeah, it looks really good. And, of course, we got Homelander. 
Got to have that. Now, there is a Chase or limited edition uh, exclusive Homelander you can get. That's from Target only. And he has um, red eyes. And he's got the, the burn marks around his uh, pupils. So that one's pretty good. But you only get that at Target. I have not been able to find that yet. Kind of sucks. But it is what it is. It's uh, part of the toy collecting world. Uh, we got Queen Maeve. I thought this looks. I thought they did a really good job on this one. There's a little bit of a glare there. I do apologize. I got a new light right off here. That's just like the sun. We've got Billy Butcher. Oh, nice. Yeah, this one came out really good. I like that one a lot. We've got A Train. That one came out pretty solid. So these all came out where? These just came out in general. They no. came out in Emerald City. These just uh, these were not part of Emerald City. This is actually a standard stock run. That you can go to Hot Topic or say Box Lunch. Uh, you can also order them online. Um, they're starting to disappear really fast, though. I actually have not seen these out in the stores other than Box Lunch, and they sold out like that. So I went ahead and pre-ordered all these and had them shipped, so I wouldn't have to deal with that part of it because I wanted the entire collection. Mm -hmm. So, yep, they're really cool. We got translucent. This one's really awesome looking. He's got the clear body. And then we have an Amazon exclusive Starlight where she's in the uh, hotter outfit, the one that was uh, she didn't want to wear. <laughs> so that one's pretty cool. And that's an, yeah, that one's really awesome. And that's an Amazon exclusive. You can go on to Amazon.com and buy that. And I bought two more. And these ones I, I have specifically for you, Kyle, because I know you are a DC fan. So these two are um, exclusives of well, as well from a company called BigAppleCollectibles.com, and they end up getting a exclusive of Brainiac. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really awesome-looking pop. And uh, I, I love my DC pops. I got to get them all. And then they had another one from Big Apple Exclusives. We got Hellbat. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really, so these really kind of good exclusives. One. Where do you how did, where do you know to, that they're coming out? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I follow a a site on Instagram called Funco. Uh, it's actually called uh, um, Pop Finders or Funco Finders, and they actually will if you sign up and you go ahead and subscribe or follow, they will give you alerts on when pops are released. Everything from online to actual street date. Um, and a lot of times, especially on uh, Funko Finders, they'll actually put all the links in their actual Instagram. So you can just go on them, click on them specifically, and they'll have the links on there. And you can order right from there if they're available. And I use that loosely because uh, Target just had a launch yesterday, which they had these uh, brand new Blacklight Marvel Pops. This is actually their second wave. They did this last year. They got a new wave that was that went live yesterday for pre-order, and the pre-order sold out in under three minutes. Wow. So that was rough. So, um, 
Yeah, so it's now that they're still going to hit this. They're still going to have a street date. They got a street date of May second, and of course, I'll be just like everybody else. I'm going to go get up in the morning, wait in line, and you know, press my luck. <laughs> I was really hoping to. I was really hoping to get in on a pre-order, but I lost on that one. So, it, this is the time of year where it gets really tough, especially with exclusives, um, especially now with the market being as competitive as it is with other collectors. It's pretty much a. It's a. It's a rat race out there. So, but there's so much good stuff coming out. It's crazy. They got a second wave of uh, Umbrella Academy coming out. The first wave was a huge success, as well as, of course, the show. So, anytime there's a good show and it's successful, and of course, pop culture. And I think I discussed this last time with you guys where when Pops first came out, they were comparing Pops to, like, say, Beanie Babies. Mm -hmm. Well, Beanie, Beanie Babies didn't have a longevity because they really just had no future. Where with these, that's why they're called pops. They're pop collectibles. And as long as Hollywood wants to continue to churn out uh, pop media, this company is going to have a uh, avenue to make sales. I mean, they already jumped out. They got a brand new set coming in from the Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. And they look really, really awesome. And McFarlane Toys jumped on that. He has a brand new line coming out based specifically off that movie. And these figures, I'm telling you, are freaking phenomenal. I've already pre-ordered the entire set. And uh, it wasn't cheap, but I got to have them. Because the Steppenwolf and the Dark Seed figures, they stand this tall. Yeah. They are literally about, about 11 inches, 12 inches in height. Well, I'm glad so, that, you, I, that you brought up. Since we last talked to you, unfortunately, I've started hooking my papers right on the old Funko Pop line. <laughs> and I don't need to buy any more stuff. But no, I did see that there is a new Star Wars line coming out of the oh, original yes. concept figures. Yep. What do you yep. know about these, and can you give us a little more information on that? Okay, the original concept series is ex is strictly just that. For instance, they have uh, a Vader, they have a three PO, they have a R two D two. Sorry, 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 Kyle. We're talking Star Wars. They have, uh, of course, uh, Skywalker, which was not Skywalker. He's Star Killer. He was called Star Killer. Yeah. Star Killer. So they made a Star Killer pop he looks phenomenal but they actually look like i mean what it's called it's the concept series this is what the what they were kind of you know feeding off of it's not the finish what they ended up looking like so, so vader's that very fit that they did yep right exactly and like the vader's got very sharp corners in his mask his lightsaber is actually blue where it kind of explodes in a ball before the saber comes out it looks really awesome i actually have him i wish i would have known we were going to bring that up i would have showed him to you uh the uh c3po and the r2d2 i'm not gonna lie concept art they look goofy as hell they they just they do not look like what you know what we're used to. They look like yeah, they, tin they cans. Look exactly and, like the concept art. Same with the Chewbacca, which they ended up making well, as uh, Z Z, Z, Z Zab Zab. Yeah, the, yeah. The Chewbacca concept looks like a messed up gremlin. You know what I mean? Just a giant seven foot gremlin. Whoa. You know, but it's a cool con. It's a cool set. And they put they so. put that Yoda in there too, which was I mean, it's yeah. just. Uh, later version of Smeagol. <laughs> just exactly exactly like when I, when I first looked at it the first thing i actually thought of was frank oz yeah i was like frank oz probably looked at this and went 
I, I got something for you. You know what yeah. I mean? But he's goofy, he's goofy as all. It's a cool set. And um, it was one of those sets, though, that I did actually stay away from. Only because I'm I'm actually trying to get smarter. I'm, I'm buying, for one, for value, of course. You know, I put that, uh, not first and foremost, but I also buy for things that, that I, I have to have. For a while there, I was just collecting to collect. I was pretty much owning a store. I was becoming a store owner without a store. Right. You know, and I, and I had to stop doing that. You know what I mean? It was putting me in a situation and it was affecting my pocketbook. And then uh, what I decided to do is I opened an online store and I started selling pops that I didn't want. And I'm just taking the money from those pops and kicking it back into my habit. So I'm no longer collecting with any money that I actually make. So you're getting from, high you know, off your own all. supply. Getting high <laughs> off my own supply. Exactly. And I'm trying to be smart. I'm just trying to be smarter about it. And the only, and the only figure in that entire set that I had to have was Darth Vader because the Vader was yeah. phenomenal. They did an amazing now, job with now, it. Now are those you know? hard to get? Could you, did you have to go to the, the jungle website to get those or were they like a hot topic exclusive or were they released all over? I didn't quite get. They, they actually came out with the 2020 um, galaxy convention. Okay. They were part of that. So um, that was the original run. So if you were able to get that set with the actual convention sticker on it, you're you made out like a you made out big time because their value is going to skyrocket. Um, then they released it as a shared exclusive, and those were shared with um, mainly Box Lunch. Um, I ended up getting a shared exclusive of the Vader, but I just bought that through another party, uh, another site, a friend of mine who sells on. Um, instagram and she's just a trusted seller who makes sure that things are wrapped great nothing's damaged and uh she doesn't she doesn't price gouge so i bought it from her i, I was actually not able to find them on the market till about a couple weeks ago i actually did find them at um box lunch at arrowhead mall and they only had vader and uh c3po and r2d2 but um, I wasn't. Yeah, I. That's a set I didn't want to collect for the whole thing. I just wanted uh, Vader. I do want Star Killer. I just haven't been able to find him. Nice. So nice. it is. It is what it is. But it's a good set. But there's a lot. There's so much coming out right now. I mean, the Kong versus Godzilla set that's coming out. It's insane. It is awesome. They they, they made a 10 inch Godzilla, and he's breathing the he's breathing the blue flop. The uh, fire and the fire, the fire, the fire is glow in the dark. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. It's an exciting oh. time every year. It's spring through uh, uh, summertime. I, I get really excited. But the thing is, I've kicked a lot of my money back into action figures. I've kind of that's actually where I cut my teeth in collecting was action figures. You know, fun the Funko Pop things that uh, is a recent thing within the last you know fifteen years. Um, but when I started collecting, I was fifteen years old. So I started with, with action figures, the old Star Wars, the old G.I. Joes. And so I still look at uh, I'm still an action figure purist. I mean, that it, I'm digging a deep financial hole with action figures right now. I, I'm pre-ordering like crazy. But these figures are phenomenal, yeah. you know, yeah. and being and being an inbox collector, I'm at a point where I'm really torn. I'm almost having to double buy because I want to take these things out of the box now because they're so fun to uh, look at, Absolutely. you know, and uh, and as of late, Todd McFarlane, we're talking home Can run, I... out of the park. Well, no, you know, no, he took no, a break Mc... there for a while. Don't bring up McFarlane. He's going to get into the, the fingerless thing again. Give <laughs> me three hours here, Johnny. What, are you trying to kill us or what? No, no, no. no. want to buy that yeah. triple set. I got a box triple set of the uh, Kickstarter Spawn toys. And I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll hook a brother up. Uh, I'll take one off your hands. I swear I will. But uh, anyway, he's in the 
he hit a, he hit a home home run, so I'm excited. They were, they were excited. amazing. I I saw a lot of stuff beforehand being on the Kickstarter early, and I did buy the extra large deluxe full, and I got two of them, and they were even far better than I imagined. I, oh I yeah, just, they, once you see them, they're just amazing. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little jealous of you because I I missed that boat entirely. It was just one of those things that I was just a little too late. So good for you, man. That's awesome. I got a full set of three for sale. Oh, don't watch that video. Whatever you do, That's man. It's forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't go down that rabbit no, hole. No, you should not. I, 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 hey, I just want to shout out some people in chat real quickly. Gonzo, good to see you out there. Uh, Stick Boy is always fun. Toxic Fanboy, phenomenal. You're absolutely phenomenal because you're phenomenal. Uh, and then, hey, shouting out David Samuelson. We appreciate all the comments you've been making, man. We really are watching them, checking them out. Uh, sorry we don't get back to you that quickly, but <laughs> back to some of this other stuff with Johnny real quickly. Johnny, that was a uh, phenomenal I, shout out. You, phenomenal. Phenomenal. you are phenomenal at yes. shout, sh shouting out about being phenomenal. You are phenomenal at public speaking, guy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not phenomenal. Fye had a ton of uh, star killers at his. So phenomenal. Do we even have those here. Oh, nice. We don't. Have yeah, I was just going to ask. Do we even have the Fyes in Arizona? There, there's one at Arizona Mills, but that's the only one I know of now. So, and I, and I, I live on the west side right. here, like Arrowhead. So I don't get, I don't get out there very often. But when I do get out there, I always make it a point to walk in there just to look because I'm on that side of town. Sure. But. uh yeah, that's the old, that's honestly the only FYE that I know of in the state. I'm sure I heard there's one down in Tucson, but I'm not. I don't go down to Tucson. Oh, Polo said that he's only trading Turok number ones for that spawn set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Seven hundred, uh, you know, Turok number ones. Don't say that because <laughs> people have seven hundred Turok ones. No right. <laughs> Rob, what's going on, Rob? Oh man! So, what are the pops to be on the lookout for then in the near future? Um, right now, um, I, probably the next wave of the Umbrella Academy. Um, there's really there's nothing coming out until like late summer, yeah. and it's just a bunch of um, comic, more comic book stuff. Like I said, they're they're doing the news, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League pops. Those are on the way. Uh, they have more movie pops coming out. Um, I got to the point where I even lost track of it. And a good place for any pop collector that's watching this, if you guys want to uh, go into any GameStop. And GameStop for free behind the counter has an entire printout of the next pops that are coming out for the entire year. And they'll give you they'll give you a pack about that thick staple. Wow. But it's on them. And, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a really cool thing that they do. And uh, that. You can walk in looking for any pops. They'll say, "Hey, do you want us to special order any for you? A pre-order for any for you?" And if you if you don't, would you like to know what's coming out for the entire year? And right now, the list that they're offering it's literally about that. It's a thing. binder. So, they do it with Black Series too. Yeah, that's a good that's a good tip, John. They do that with Black Series. How too. overwhelming and, is that? It's not that bad. It's only like six. Was it six pictures per page too? It's not. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. It, it's, yeah, it's not horrible, but I mean, it's it's still like I said, it's a nice gesture that they do. And um, matter of fact, last time I was on your show, um, I felt bad because I watched the show um, a couple days later on YouTube, and uh, one of the uh, 
there was one of the questions that came up was that, and I didn't answer it. I felt horrible that I didn't even see it. But that was also the first time I ever did this type of forum where I was talking to a bunch of people at once. And so I didn't catch the question, and I promised myself to put that answer out before anyone asks again. <laughs> More professional than us. Let's just yeah, it's okay. we yeah. don't we don't catch half our questions either. So, Check mark know. better. Yeah, I. I I felt really bad. It was, and it was a, it was a reoccurring guy. He kept on popping up and I'm like, I can't believe I missed that. Or was it the beer that missed it? I don't know. It's like 50, 50. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. Uh, I'm doing the wine tonight. So we're all right. All right. <laughs> uh, they get to it eventually. Uh, yeah, no, I, it, oh, it's yeah. funny that books. Yeah. So like for all you just, you know, I think Dennis brought it up too. It is a pops book, but they do have it for black series too. It's not as bad as Kyle makes it out to be. It's very easy, and you can get all your pre-orders. Do they do all the way up to a year ahead of time for pre-orders? They have whatever they have out. I think you could even prepay yeah. for it, or you could pay. I can't remember what it is, but the deal is something like you can pay five dollars to hold yeah. or something. It's five. Yeah, it's a five dollar hold, and I I don't do a lot of shopping with them, but I do go in because uh, GameStop gets a lot of Funko Pop exclusives that are strictly only theirs you know and that's the game right now with a lot of retailers they pay a premium to funko to actually have pops made for instance like the the one i just showed you with the dc uh that company is not a big company it's essentially a mom and pop company but they managed to get their very own sticker their very own uh, exclusive and they are the only one that will carry this brainiac figure so funko's got their 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 hands into a lot of things right now. Can you hold the sticker with, closer? You know, they John, could you hold it up? Oh yeah, absolutely. The things we can see. There we go. Oh, there there we, go. we go. So you got Big Apple collectibles, and uh, this this company they just recently went through a management change. So um, which is a good thing because they were getting a nasty rap there for sending out damaged products and things like that. And as you can tell with this, this is pristine. So you know if this gives them a little plug and maybe people are. Uh, curious about it but what i'm getting at is that they are they actually pay a premium to funko to get an exclusive that only they can carry because of course of course it only bolds well for their business because you're going to go to them to find this brainiac and you might buy another 10 pops i mean it's a simple it's simple marketing yeah. but the thing is it's funko about six months from now will go oh yeah well we'll do you one better we're going to go talk to uh gamestop and say hey gamestop do you want this same brainiac but we'll make them glow in the dark and then GameStop goes, hell yeah. So now we got our own Brainiac. And it, it's a and then guess what happens? I go out, I got to have that second Brainiac because I have the first Brainiac. <laughs> it, it's stupid. It's it, stupid. It's exclusive but covers is what it is. I mean, we it, got the same it, problem it, in comic books. It goes in the fucking exactly. back. I have to have two. Yeah. <laughs> it's same, same thing with vinyl records. Yeah. Who's got the blue one? Who's got the red one? I mean, it's really, matter of fact, the record I'm spinning right now because I'm getting ready to record an episode tonight. It's a limited edition dream green translucent. They only made 300 of them. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you want you want the black copy, you can get it for 10 bucks. You want this copy, it's going to cost you $300. Damn. Same thing. Yep. Well, if you ever want a record uh, record player and a groover, I have one in my garage from 1936. I think you just need to open up a shop. We need to have like little advertisers that pop up over here just for you. <laughs> we got McFarland, you know. Please help them. Well, Please. We'll open up a shop and we Please all have our them. own tables to sell stuff. Yeah, like a con. Oh, we, we do. do. What do you yeah. call we do. Yeah, it's like convention. Great. <laughs> oh, man. 
between all of us, I'm sure we can kill it. You know? Every but day. We got, we, yeah, exactly. But I, I love it. it. I love Call it what? Call it a common con. Common con? Common con. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. I'll be here all night. Hey, oh I'll be here all night. That'd be great. Well, that's awesome. So that's great. Yeah, but that—that's all that's going on with me. And the, um, you know, remember I was look, I was looking at. I, I brought up to my wife. I said, "Man, my pre-orders are out of control right now." I mean, I'm not joking. It's out of control. <laughs> I, I went on to Target. It's, I went on my Target account, and I have literally 15 pre-orders that are just coming in in queue. And it's not just one item. I mean, there's there's remember there's a new. Uh, Kyle asked about Funko Pops to look for. Uh, Funko is releasing a Seinfeld series, and it is outstanding. It is outstanding. Oh, they've got Newman. They've got the Soup Nazi. They've got three different Jerry's. They got they it, they they've got three different Kramers. They got a regular Kramer. They got an Amazon exclusive Kramer where he's just in his underwear. They got a Kramer where he's in a box this big. But he's about that big, and behind him is that big artwork mural they made for him. Oh, Remember yeah, the framed yeah. art of him? Yeah, and and yeah, that I pre-ordered it. I own it already. It's not here yet, but it'll be here in June. Awesome. <laughs> Too bad they'll do one pop of, of George doing the Costanza. Man, they, if they put him in the the Gore-Tex, it's Gore-Tex. <laughs> it's Gore-Tex. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, that'll be an exclusive. That'll be a Hot Topic exclusive. And a year down the road, it'll cost you $150 if you want to buy it in the third market, second and third market. Yeah, yeah I've, I've never seen Seinfeld before. But What? Uh, no. What? <laughs> I've never seen it before. Wow. Um, listen, you want to know why Marco hasn't seen Star Wars before? Because he's a busy guy, because he's fucking busy. That's that's why he hasn't seen Star Wars. He's He's a busy man. He's the only man in the business that's got a family and kids. He can't watch TV. Can't no, 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 no. It's because Seinfeld came out while I was out getting snatched while the rest of you were still in your mom's basement. That's oh why it is. I was actually going to ask you about the Target thing because I know out here when we go to Target. Um, Look, you shamed Adonis out of here. Look at even, you. They, I know. even though they have the release date. Yeah, because he didn't want to be lumped in with the rest of you. Um, <laughs> when. You said it was a release date, but I know out here, do you scout to see when they're actually stocking the shelves? Because just because they have a release date, does Pops work on the same way as their other toy stuff? Yeah, but see, Target... Okay, so they got a release date. Now, Target has a tendency to get themselves in a pickle, because what they do is they end up, for instance, they'll have a pre-order date. Now, you can go online, pre-order it, and then they'll have the street date. Now, the, the street date they tell you is genuine, okay? For instance, the uh, Blacklight Pops I brought up earlier, they release on May 2nd. That's the actual street date. But then some Target stores, they just get lackadaisical, and they'll put them out, say, on April 28th. And if you walk in, you see them, you're like, score, I kicked ass. And then you go up to the counter, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't sell that to you. That pisses me off more than anything because that's fucking on them. Excuse the French, no, but that pisses me off. Yeah, because like you take it up to the counter, you're standing there, you got your, you know, your, you know, your visa out, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, that's street dated." And I'm like, "Then why the hell did you put it yeah, out?" Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean? 
I've had the opposite I'm experience like, where it's street date and it's still sitting in the back room. And a week later, you can ask them. And if you get a good one, you can they'll go back there and grab it for you because they haven't. Oh yeah, it, you know. I've run into, I ran, I run into that with Walmart. Oh, do you? Like, oh yeah, they're just they're there's either two things. You got somebody back there who knows what they're worth and they're freaking hawking it for themselves, which is a good possibility, or they're just lazy, one or the other. Just steal it. But I run because I run into Target all the time and they always accidentally do a pre-release. I can't even tell you how many times I've just like found a pop or figure and I've taken it up to the, you know, the self checkout and they're like, Oh, why isn't it ringing it up? And then they sit there and the thing that gets me is they sit there and look at you and they're like, Oh, you can't buy this. And of course I'm not one to sit there and be like the total dick guy and like, Oh, let me talk to your manager, but I will. I'll be like, well, let me talk to him who's in charge and find out why it's on the floor. And I look out about nine times, Nine times out of ten, they'll be like, "Yeah, that was our bad, sir. You can go ahead and buy it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Very rarely, well, I, yeah. But still, that you know, as a consumer, to go through all that BS at, in a store, yeah. I just wonder I, because, like, yeah. like how it works with some of the other toys at Target. Like, let's say the, the the like Black Series will have a street date of, let's say a Monday, whatever the Monday is the first. So on the first, I'll have a street date of that. One Target does stock Sunday night, Monday, so that will hit there. The other Target doesn't stock till Thursday, so they won't have the toys hit the shelves till th- no matter what. They won't have the toys hit the shelves till Thursday. So, uh. right. Well, from what I from, now, what I learned from Target is Target, no matter what, like like for instance, like you just said, if they you know they're not stocking till Thursday. If that uh, UPC code shows up on your star, on your Target app, I almost said Starbucks app on your Target app, and you go and, and you go in there and you say, "Hey, it says it's available." They'll go look for you, and then they'll be like, oh, "Our bad," and they'll pull it out because they have they're obligated as a uh, vendor to that brand to actually street data. So no matter what, that's on them. So if you go into the store that does the overnight Sunday into Monday, hey, good for you. You got a target doing their job. If they're just sitting there letting us sit there till Thursday, you can call them out on it and say, hey, because their 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 stock is pretty accurate. Matter of fact, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but the McFarland thing, but McFarland had a bat cycle mm-hmm. that came out. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's Whoa, fucking awesome. Rad. But anyway, the target near my work on the on the app said they had it in stock i went over there went into the toy aisle it actually had the the actual upc code and the sticker on the on the display for it but nothing there so i asked someone over in electronics they said hey do you guys have this The guy scanned it right off my phone he goes yep we got a box in the back we're just running late he goes we're kind of short staffed right now i said okay i said how short staff five minutes short staff two minutes you know and he goes i'll be right back he came out and gave me the bat cycle so you can do that too. And that's a great, so. I mean, that goes for anyone listening. I mean, that's a, that's a testament to you, you get, you get more with sugar than shit. Like be nice to these oh, right. people. And, and the nicer you are to Absolutely. these people, the more, you know, helpful you are to these people, you know, you're going to get a people. lot farther. Your, your retailers, the people behind the counter, the people stock on the shelves, the, the workers, the people in the field. Yeah, and and I get and I and I totally get that. And it matter, it gets you nowhere being any other way. To be honest with you, just respect, dignity. Say, hey, it says this. Is this cool? Is this real? You know. And if you're not a, you know, you're not coming off as a total dick. Guess what? The, that guy went to the back. He had no problem. He goes, man, I found him because I just 
I'm like, I get it, man. Life happens. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We got, we got turn. If we were all octopuses, man, we we'd be, you know, we don't got five. <laughs> yeah. If I had a clone machine, I'd be a lot more efficient. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. And I, I, if I had a clone, I'd have a lot more pops. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something really bad, but it was, uh, we're not gonna do that. The wine, the wine was kicking in there. <laughs> I'll say if I, had, if I had a clone, I'd probably have a happier wife. <laughs> uh, if I had a clone, I'd be single because I'd have ten times more shit, and they'd be, she'd be like, "Get out! I can't take it." Oh my. <laughs> All right, hey, we got um, what do we got coming up, Matt? Do we got what do we have coming up? I don't even. I think know. now we're going to roll into our top five. We've had like this is back to back great guests. This is better than our show's ever been before. Make sure yeah. you go down there, give us the thumbs up. The comments are flying out there. We appreciate everybody in the chat. We appreciate Johnny coming yes. out here and giving us oh, the education. Man, it's awesome. Definitely. Thank you guys. No, thank really, you. I appreciate you guys having me. I enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to come on again, definitely. And keep I us think we have to just keep sure. inviting people on that tell us that this show's good because I, they, we, it's great. <laughs> like they, it gives us new watchers, so it's awesome. So, did you actually put together yeah. a top five? You know what? I, I sat there and I thought about. It. I, I have my number one, so that's all that matters. Okay. And I, I, I can bullshit the rest of the way. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, let's do top five then. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Marco is the one that's out there supposedly body slamming pussy, let's have Whoa! him go first. Well, well, the rest of us watching Seinfeld, he was supposedly just swimming in in I girls. Look, well, yeah, I don't know when Seinfeld came out. I didn't watch it. I, I just like I get it. You guys apparently watched a lot of sitcom because you guys brought up Friends earlier in the meeting in another show I never watched. I just don't think it was in that time frame of like sitting in front of TVs. I guess. I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I missed Friends the entire the first time it was out, and thanks to the advantage of you know the invention of streaming, you know, I have a tendency to go back and watch shows. And my wife loves Friends, yeah. and I just thought, well, it's it's going to be a show I definitely, you know, just since she loves it so much, I'm not going to like it. And you know, I've grown grown past that. And I sat there and went on a mission to watch it. And I'll tell you what, I swear, one of the funniest shows ever in the history. Telling See, you're, I mean, you're like me. My girlfriend is like you, friends, friends, friends. That she, I'm like, you should watch this show. She's like, you need to watch Friends first, and I'm trying to avoid it for as long as I can because everyone talks I about Friends it. Friends when it came out, like I'm I was like, one of those, those. I don't know. I just Friends and it. Seinfeld is two of the greatest sitcoms ever created, man. Yeah, is, they're hilarious. Worthy. It is worthy. Absolutely. Yeah. What's Absolutely. your point? You know what I was doing in the '90s, then, Patrick? Like, yeah, it was he throughout the whole slamming pussy, yeah. apparently. Absolutely, throughout the '90s, having a good time, <laughs> hey, not watching this TV. This was Marco the whole time. What's Seinfeld? You guys are just too much. Sometimes. I got a fridge right next to me. So Perfect. There you go. <laughs> so let's. I did. Yes, I didn't watch The Office either. I I did catch some of the rest of the development. Though. You you while you oh, were oh my gosh while you were at home watching Office, Friends, Marco uh, was uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Offing out of woman's work bedroom. No, it's funny because people send me all these memes all the time, and they think I like. So I just go ha ha ha, but I have no clue what they mean. There's like some fat guy that sits in an office or something. And he does. He like, hey man, he's like what, half what bald. About? Like, are you fucking talking shit to us? Shots? Yeah. No, why are you no, shots, no, no. Some dudes. They send me these things. It's like either Steve Carell. I know who the guy is, or there's like this dude sitting in a chair in a corner all the time. And he's like, my mechanic says no words good or something. I don't know who the guy is, but funny. Okay, it's funny. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I look. I get it. I don't. 
I didn't watch any of these, man. All right, like, pussy sorry. slammer. Show so, us your so top what five. we've learned here this evening is that Marco's a lover. Bubble baths and the yeah, ladies. absolutely, he's a, man. He's a snuggler. If you meet Marco out in the streets or at a con, just give Snuggler a big old he's, hug and be like, the, you know, follows me. You're all do right. not touch me. Please do not. Solo, don't say that. He loves, touch he loves big, tight hugs. I do do not, do not touch me. He loves it when you come up do and not touch his Marco, ass from behind. Marco follows hey, the three Bs, six, man. Bubble baths, babes, six and feet apart, boys. Six feet apart. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Johnny, I appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny. That's Mark right there. I'm, I hate I, the office. People. I'm looking out for you, man. The three Bs, bubble baths, Barry White, and babes. That's Marco in the 90s. There you go. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All it right. smells like Brad Pitt. <laughs> All right, Marco. All right. Show us what a what, – what a, since you didn't even watch TV in the 90s. I did, it's see. not that. I didn't watch – I. But, Look, I didn't sit around and watch sitcoms through the '90s. I guess I don't know. Like I let's, don't want to tell you. Let's see All your right. top five. So this is my honorable slammer. mention. Escape. Look, Escape from New York. Honorable mention. You got Isaac Hayes in there. Um, you're gonna kill me because I didn't watch much South Park. Man, that's but a good pick too. That's a good. I knew pick. he was on South Park too. Yeah. He played Dutch here. Uh, it was actually really good. There's a lot of good liners, like the head on the front. They based the second character. The uh, Guerrero ripoff character, really just off the first character. So it's great. And that's why he got the honorable mention there. My next number five pick. Thank you for numbering these. I really appreciate it, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> over the top. Love this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bill, what was that? Bill Hurley? What was his name? Bill Hurley? Bill the Bull Hurley. Bill, Bill the Bull Hurley. Hurley. By, yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Come on! Dude, he is the epitome of late '80s, '90s. I watched that movie seriously. I'm not. I'm not. I. I didn't do. I didn't do sitcoms. I did movies, and I've watched that movie probably a hundred times. I'm not gonna lie, a hundred times. I love that movie. Did you just see Marco turn on the switch? He just turned the switch. I just turned it over. I'm gonna flip it around. Flip it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we know why Marco was the pussy slammer. He was watching over the top. Over the t- a little bit before, a little bit before, I guess. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Terry Funk in that? Like, wasn't he like one of the arm wrestlers? Terry that's Funk. What he did he? He went up to the yeah. chicks and he was like, "Over the top, bitch." <laughs> that's exactly why I did. You caught it. You win. I, no, absolutely you win, I not. Slam that pussy. <laughs> All oh, right. Wow. So, anyways, I put him on there too because he just reminds me. He he actually was like a second-rate villain through a lot of the '80s and '90s of these action movies. He showed up in a lot of different ones. I think he was even in a Batman movie, like Batman Forever or Batman Returns or something. He's like one of the henchmen. He just was the typical 90s type uh, villainous, I'm going to get you type guy. Was uh, he in so Body Slam? He, he looks like he... Slam. No, he, he was doing like a lot he... of Body Slamming in the, in the 90s. Watching Body Slam, you know, Body Slamming women. You were just all about Body Slams, huh? He looks yeah. like a boxer on Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> That's in real life. I'm not gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> hey, so that's number number five. Number four. Who do I have at number four? Oh, Running Man. All right. So it's kind of a because there's a wrestler in there. You know, I love it. Uh, well, you got cheated. One guy. Come on, cheater. You guys do whatever you want. I'm starting to do whatever I want to. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you... with a juicer on his head? <laughs> yeah, no, so that's the electric guy. He like sang opera and shot electric bolts out of him. Uh, you had Buzz and the next guy over yeah, who man. just pretty much had a chainsaw. And each time somebody died, they used like, well, Jesse the Bioventura was originally announcing this. And they yep. used like these one-liners like, he lost his head. Then Jesse, who was like Captain Freedom in this, which is awesome too because of that mustache. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, you had the hockey player, Mr. Freeze. It was just all around great. Uh, they were typical like 90 throwaway. Uh, well, this is really probably the 80s, but either That's way. A good movie. Such, yeah, that was a yeah. good pick. Yeah, good Arnold Stephen King movie. What's that? I said good Stephen King story. Yes. It was cool, man. I really enjoyed that one. All right. What's up next? Or do we? That's there. Here we go. Oh, so. 48 hours. Um, this character was oh so God. good. Dude, James Remar, dude. He's from Dexter. Yeah. James Sorry. Remar. He played James Albert. Remar. Yeah, yeah. He, played, he played Albert Gatz in this. This is the first time, like, a psycho killer type. Like, he's crazy. Just was crazy. The topic is... Uh, <laughs> The topic is 80s and 90s action villains. Thunder, just so you know. <laughs> oh my god. So, so he played Gaz here, who's just like this crazy dude that you know he like randomly shot somebody. Such a good villain and such a good 90s villain that they eventually had his brother become the villain for 48 hours too, but just gave him longer hair and kind of the same type of character. That was kind of a trope they used during that period of time, during these action things like Die Hard when they had the brother, cousin yeah. going on. Yep. Yep. Same type of thing there. So I had him in there because he really, uh, he really got me like freaked out because he just, he was ruthless. Like it was kind of cool. Uh, he was actually the first, there. he was actually the first like, character in a movie that scared the shit out of me yeah. in a genuine way you know what i mean like he wasn't like a, a jason or a michael no. or he was a genuine dude and he was just a badass like he was i wouldn't have fucked with him Hell yeah no. see johnny put it better than i did but yeah he's the guy that i thought like he'd come and kick my door down and just shoot me in the head because like that's how he was he was like the first like psycho like legitimately you could believe this guy was crazy and a real person oh absolutely. not just doing the movies uh-huh. yep great great pick man great pick that movie is why you like Roxanne, huh? Okay. Um, yeah. Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Now, I know you might have gone with Master Blaster. I know you might have gone with the dude that's on the front of the thing. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now that wrote on the card and everything else. But I like Tina Turner. Uh, unless I think she's hot, dude. I don't She care. did awesome uh, in this movie. That, she did. That she really put- dress weighed 80 pounds. Oh, yeah. That's why she did good. Okay. No, no, I'm saying that's that that shows how good she is as an actress and as a singer to be walking as much as she did in this movie, walking around and doing all that in an 80 pound dress. Damn, that's brutal. So she ran Bartertown. Her name was Auntie Enti, I think, something to that effect. Either way, she played a great, a real great like villain. She was kind of on the same level as the other one, but since she's I thought she was also kind of hot, which might have explained the 90s for me, too. Um, crazy chicks. That is uh, very villainous. Yeah, dude. She was cool. Yeah, man, she was great. She just did a great job. Um, so that's why I have her there. Did she have like a... Yeah, she had a little like gun thing, too, that she had going on. Still hot. Looks like, a, looks right. like a little crossbow to me, but... You know, Still hot. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up. Oh, Big Trouble, Little China. 
Listen, so I'm doing. I know I'm breaking the rules again, but you got low pan in the storms here. Uh, the storms. One was rain. One was thunder, and one was uh, lightning. And they use different powers. One's head blew up, but low pan too, like how he's doing the like transferring back and forth. Yeah, like these were ninety typical bad, <laughs> just bad guys, man. It was. It was, it was awesome. It was great. Why? I'm not trying not to look at the chat. I bet you they're roasting I, me I, on my face. <laughs> Dude, so remember the storm guy in the middle, like his head blew up like the 50,000. It just, it was crazy, dude. Also, really cool. Great guys dude, that I like. I freaking I love that movie. Yeah, it was great. I love it. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could have gone wrong uh, with any of these. So that's my picks, I guess. Uh, I, Killer job, good. man. Killer job. Killer job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very entertaining. <laughs> Wait, they're actually liking my picks for once. This is great. Uh, nobody's body slamming or saying, what was that movie? You guys actually came through with it. Uh, yeah, all these go, are Sarah? obviously my picks. Yeah, I can do that. Let's see here. Or not. He can do it, but will he do it? There it is. All right. My number five. Gene Simmons is Luther in Runaway. Dude, I was gonna pick that. Yes, good. Dude, this this is quintessential Gene right here. He does such a good job in this movie. And uh, if you guys haven't ever seen this movie, it's a classic. He was a he he was a like an almost mentioned for me, but I was like, I don't think anyone's ever heard of this movie. I thought maybe oh, yeah. I was the only one that heard of it. No, Man. this is such a good movie, and and. Gene Simmons' debut, really, essentially, aside from, you know, his breakaway debut from Kiss, which uh, he did an awesome job. I can't believe nobody ever cast him again as a uh, as a villain. It, uh, I mean, you got, you got Tom Selleck, you got you, you, Christy Alley is in this. You, it, it's, it's just a great flick. Um, it's about robots that go crazy because Gene Simmons has made these... Uh, microchips and, and all everything in it is kind of a futuristic um everything's ran by robots and and gun bullets go around corners the movie's just awesome <laughs> it's just freaking awesome you have to have to watch it it's a must now <clears throat> as we know with the wookie he don't give a fuck and he likes to break the rules so Everybody had Dude, and just Ed Rooney. Send him to the back room. Put him in timeout. Everybody had an Ed Rooney in their life. One of the greatest villains ever. How can you not have this on there? And there's action in this movie. Nonstop action. Ferraris and racing. And always breaking out, getting away. Great movie. Great, one of the great villains of all time that we can all relate to. This is just, I mean, Jeffrey Jones is Ed Rooney, 1986, classic. He nails it. He nails it as the bad guy. And I'm so glad you picked this because, and this is a true story. In in high school, my bar vice principal's name was Mr. Rooney. 
Oh, and every, so and every time I got called in the office, dude, I could never keep a straight face, <laughs> ever. And he's like, stop laughing at my name. I'm like, I can't help it. You're the dude. You're the dude. And he was just like, you're the dude. <laughs> so, uh, great pick. Uh, so many great one-liners in this movie. And, wow. I mean, and I, I bent the rules a little bit, and I didn't do honor, honorable mentions because I had, like, three other ones that I wanted to put in. It doesn't just, matter. I, I don't even think we should have topics for you, Solo. You should just pick whatever you want. I agree. Now you're picking up what I'm laying down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth element, man. Gary Oldman is Zorg. He knocks it out of the park, this guy. He knocks it out of the park in everything he does. He does, oh. man. The guy is such a good actor. Yeah. 1997. He's he's quirky. He's a, a, a pain in the butt through the whole movie. You, you hate him, but you yep. love him. It's just, it's such a good villain, and it's so well portrayed. Just he just had a birthday, classic. too. Yeah. Everybody knows <laughs> Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Hey, man. Inconceivable. Everybody knows. I mean, that's just it. When when you think of villains, you get your classics, you get your Vaders, you get your everything else. But inconceivable. This is right up there. Everybody knows this. Everybody. There's no escaping. <laughs> Romeo story. I don't know. Um, I don't think you. I don't think it means what you think it means. The villain. Of all villains, this is the villain. Absolutely, Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance in The Shining, the <laughs> one of the scariest all-time villains to ever exist. This is quintessential villain. Man, mm-hmm. definitely a good one. I uh, I have this picture of me uh, putting on one of those uh, gender swap apps, and I saw a face that I made as me as a woman, but it also made me look like uh, old boy from Big Trouble in Little China. So, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm up there like ah, oh, Mr. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I had to do it. As soon as you brought up Lopan, I was like, <gasps> oh, all right, man. I'll go ahead and go. There was some other real ones that I really wanted to put in, but I'm pretty sure they're going to come up. I'd be really on. You know what you could have done? You could have just chosen five out of action movies from the 80s and 90s, and you would have been okay. I mean, you could have. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. Kind of horror, comedy, whatever. So my number five is the cockpit top from Top Gun. <laughs> because... <laughs> That's <laughs> not right. Because without this, <laughs> I 
Because yo. without this, there would have never yo. been. The, if Goose wouldn't have died, there would have never. Yo. 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 Whose man is this? Who's whose man is Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> number four is OCP. <laughs> because there are two villains in this movie. Oh man. Oh man. Oh. I don't even think you have to do any more. I killed it. Don't just end it. Okay, I'm just gonna hurry up and go through mine. No, society, Jurassic Park, is Newman, and fucking an Armageddon. It's the fucking asteroid. So that's go nice. back to Goose. Goose should have been your uh, one, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am Goose. Everybody, that is my top. That's a walk off. That is a walk off. Take a bow, sir. Take a bow. That's it. Over. Oh man, I don't. I'm glad you didn't give me any time to freaking plan for this. Over. Over. Matt, do you want to do Jedi? Submitted some. Do you want to do Jedi? I don't think we should do any more. Like, that's it. That's done. Oh, game over. I'm still, I'm crying, man. I'm crying. <laughs> you should have got a reverse order in that because Jurassic Park was good. It really was good. But, like, yeah. you can't. You yeah. should have gone in reverse order. You can't start. You shouldn't. Wow. All oh right. So, God. this is submission from Jedi Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy from Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Man, anybody who wears that earring. <laughs> but not from Commando. It's <laughs> number five. Jesus, Goose. You saw the picture down in the corner, Goose, man. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. He was good. That's a good one. That was, that yeah, that was a good one. Oh, oh man. Oh, long dude. Yeah. I've been yep. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. There's Van Damme. Someone was asking about it earlier. Oh, no. Damn, dude. This is about fucking time. Give the man a hand! Give the man a hand! <laughs> Give the man a hand! Give nice. the man a hand! <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, please get rid of the goose thing in the bottom corner because I'm just going to keep laughing. Oh, oh, get rid of that screen. Oh. All right, good job. Thank you, Jedi. Sorry about that, man. Kyle, you should have gone last. That was actually, so good. I actually that was had, real. I had two of those guys on my original list. Uh, but I had Wesley from uh, Roadhouse because Wesley, man, that guy was a dick. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude, come on, Goose. Jesus. All right, that, well, that who's was... up next? Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, it's hard to follow Goose. It's hard to that follow Goose. Got killed. Um, <laughs> but my it's just, it's, mention... it's, it's just formality now. Yeah, it oh. really is. My yeah, honorable mention is. Uh, and heavyweights. Yeah, I know this isn't an action movie, but there are heavy kids driving golf cart or um, 
go-karts and make jumps and anytime you got a movie of Tony Perkins making Husky Kids Perk a size, it's it's an action movie in my book. Oh, man. Um, my number five is going to be Edgar from Men in Black. Because it's, it's a giant cockroach and, and walking around wearing other people's skin. It's just and that scene where he just pulls his skin back and wants some sugar water. It's, you know, as a sugar kid. Sugar water. Yep. Sugar water. As a kid, that was uh, pretty terrifying to me. Number four, Ivan Drago. We've already seen him. He's going to break you. And, and you know. Number three, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Because, you know, nice. there's nothing more terrifying Ooh. than a towering marshmallow man wearing an ascot and rocking a beret. <laughs> you know? Okay, one of the many forms of Gozer in that movie, you can't get much scarier than that. Number two, of course, you got to go with the man. man. The that's, that's the one I was waiting Hans for. Gruber. It ain't Christmas until he's going off the tower. That's, that's, right. when, that's when you know Christmas is, is here. <laughs> Number one, Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> the karate kid. Let's be honest here. You know, Johnny got a raw deal in this yeah. movie. Look, he was having a spat with his girlfriend, and Daniel LaRusso came in and decided to help himself, and he just wanted to continuously pick fights. If you ask me, he's the bad guy in this movie, and Johnny was just trying to defend his territory. You know what? I bet you he didn't watch Seinfeld either. Nope. <laughs> you know what? He was slamming. So, Daniel LaRusso is the, is the villain of the party kid. <laughs> Just because you had one funny joke, bro, doesn't mean they're all funny. <laughs> I got them all. All right, Johnny, what do you got? You got anything? Uh, you sweep the leg. Oh man, it's tough because I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of time to prepare prepare, and I wasn't prepared for cockpit. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, who who does that, Kyle? Who does that? Um, the champ. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I went through. Uh, I was going through it. I was looking at it. Um, I had Vader at number five, so I don't have any cool graphics. So we're just gonna go with it. I got Vader at number five. I've got uh, General Zod from Superman two Ooh, yeah. at number four. Yep, those are both two of my honorables. Yep, I got Jack Torrance from The Shining at number three. And I have um, I drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. But uh, Kevin Spacey from Seven oh, yeah. at number two. I mean, what's in the box? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. And my number one, Hans Gruber from Die yeah. Hard. Hans is a big yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> You've never seen Heavyweights? Go watch it on Disney Plus. You'll thank me later. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's my top five. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a bunch of those too. I, I had to pick some other ones. Uh, Legend, Tim Curry and Legend was another one that I really wanted to toss yep. in there. That's classic, classic villain. Well, even Tim, even Tim Curry's it. I mean, Pennywise Absolutely. was it, like was a big consideration for me. But I mean, Hans Gruber. I don't care what anyone says. Hans Gruber. Yeah, yeah he's he's definitely <laughs> top five. Love him. I was gonna pick the T one thousand, but that felt like that was just too easy. I was gonna see. I was gonna pick water from Gremlins. Mm, oh, smartass! <laughs> that would have been a good one too. 
Not as good as cockpit. <laughs> or I was going to pick Corey Feldman. I wasn't sure which one, if it was going to be water or Corey Feldman. <laughs> oh. Well, somebody give him the crown because he won tonight. He's the king. He did. Yes. That cockpit. <laughs> Kyle, I'm gonna be laughing about that fucking cockpit tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be laughing. I didn't think it was gonna be that funny. I didn't think everyone was gonna react like that. That's why I made it number five. Never saw it coming, man. It should have been number one. Yeah, sir. Now you're Never. the queen. You got demoted. All Never right. saw it coming. That was great. <laughs> cockpit. <Top> gun. <laughs> See, we're still laughing. Freaking laughing. We're still laughing, sir. Yeah. What do we got? Comic reviews? This is late for comic reviews, but we got to Com- get them in. We promise. Cockpit. Stop thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go back to naming Nightwing's dog, and then we'll get into comic reviews. After cockpit, naming Nightwing's dog just doesn't... I, mean, I know. No, just go to comic reviews, man. It's already one in the morning out here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, we can we can skip them if you want. And no, 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 no. We had a guess. We promised we were review his book. We were All not right. skipping it. We did. We said it was fucking awesome. All it right. was awesome. Since you want to do it, Stray Dogs number two. Go kick us off, Marco. Stray Dogs number two. Why I got to kick it off because we're getting it wrong. So they um they start off. We did had you a say pair- why do I got to do it because I'm going to get it wrong. Is that yeah. what you just said? Yeah, because of the red scarf thing. Oh so God. I'm sure you'll be fine this time. Yeah. So they they wait. They're they're. If you forget the last time, they kind of figured out that there's something going on, but they are their memory short. The red scarf is what keeps bringing it back. The two dogs are going to work together. Kyle, for some reason, wanted us to put the underwear pant pictures in here, so we did of the creepy guy. So we did that. <laughs> Obviously, these two are back together. They're bringing out the scarf so that they can remember. The next page gets into it. There is the owner. They start going into this back room to find all this stuff, and you find out that this guy is now stored. This is creepy. It starts getting creepy here. They go into the room that they're not allowed to go into because all the other dogs are, you're not allowed to go into that room. So the two main dogs go back there, the one that's new and the main guy. They go into the back. They start looking at all the clothing and all the other creepy trophies that this guy's kept. They're looking around for any other clues of her owner, uh, doing a little chat, and then all of a sudden... They find this, which was so she she thinks that it was a stuffed thing. He actually somehow knows what wolves are and explains to her the fact of the wolves. I'm really sorry, coyote, coyote, coyote. Sorry, coyote. Uh, what a stuffed coyote is. They keep looking around, and then all of a sudden, there is some banging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. No, I know why they have the dogs now. I just I because of the interview. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit. She, he, the owner, the not owner, I guess. What would you call him? The psycho killer that steals He's the ma- dogs. They call him the master. Yeah. The psycho killer master guy that steals dogs. Grabbed the Dane, pulled him outside, and put him in timeout or into a box. It's really messed up because he kicks them. We didn't play that panel, but you do see a off screen. We talked about it already. How they actually, you can hear the dog yelp and stuff like that. She, on the other hand, hides in the closet. Then you get this creepy stuff right here. This is like, what was he re- watching or recording? This is the one part I have a question. Was it a recording? Because it's pretty much him replaying over and over again what the victims are saying. He or is was he practicing. He is practicing his what he's going to say mm-hmm. 
to the women he walks up to at the dog park. So super creepy, dude. Yeah. This page was super creepy, dude. And then she has a flashback of him doing it. He goes into the closet to grab her. Here's a crash and a bang. That's actually when he abuses the other dog. They put her in this lockbox um, outside in the backyard. All the other dogs now, once again, are ganging up on the new dog. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't do anything. They go outside. The creepy underwear guy, fully clothed now, opens the door and allows the alpha dog to come out. Um, the alpha dog's got a broken paw, correct? Is that what's going on here? Or at least it's spraying something to that effect. So we figure when he smacked him or stepped on him, he somehow broke the paw. And then they find a picture. They draw the picture. And this is kind of how we were talking about it. So now it's going to follow a different dog every time, right? So we follow the alpha dog. Now we're going to follow this husky who they found a picture and they couldn't figure out who's in the picture. And this husky says, oh, that's my owner. So now the next episode is going to follow this around. And we're probably going to see some more creepy taking. Uh, oh, man, it was just messed up. Like there's some panels there where he was doing that that pitch where he's pitching himself what he was going to say the owner. And then they did a flashback of how he used those languages or the, that language and those words with killing the one woman. It just, it's a good book, but man, is it messed up, bro? Like they get you, they get you. Um, so that's our review without completely spoiling it. We hope you buy the books cause we enjoy it a lot. So hopefully you guys do too. I agree. Yep. Good. Agree. 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 Matt, you don't agree with that. I agree, hundred yeah, percent. He was just it. somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just in awe of that explanation. Like, that is some fantastic comic book reviewing. Whoever says you can't phenomenal? interview is it phenomenal? Or, phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Whoever says you can't do interviews is hundred percent wrong. No, hundred percent. Yeah, you can't review comics. Hundred percent wrong. That was a phenomenal job. <laughs> phenomenal. I don't know if that's really good because I do. I have so many questions. Like I enjoy the read. I enjoy the book. I really like the art, but like even I see it in different you ways. Had the like, you had the mastermind on here and you still have so many questions. Like, well, I do. Cause like I had, I probably should have asked him the questions if that was like back. a recording. Cause I thought that was kind of like a recording type thing. Maybe that he was playing. I think we might see it later, but who knows either way. It's creepy, dude. Whatever it is, it just makes you like, it's, it's that character you didn't have to put him in whitey tighties to make him creepy. He already is creepy. Like he's creepy as hell. And it gets worse. Like that's why I was kind of asking that question. When I asked Tony earlier, like, does it keep getting worse? Because this one, it was messed up, man. It really was. Um, yeah, dude, the guy's creepy. The guy's creepy. Anyways. Well, at least, you know, you're on a roller coaster. Cause it's going to get worse. Yeah. He did say, yeah, he said four. He even he goes three is gonna be bad, but check out four is gonna get worse. So so that's the issue all the dogs are getting up. kicked in issue four. All the dogs are gonna get kicked. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're just gonna keep going. Like I think the husky's next, right? And then something's gonna happen to that one. And then they're gonna. Did he say he's gonna do the one shot and like every dog's gonna get? Look, I don't know, man. I don't all know. dogs go to heaven. <laughs> every he's gonna get gonna some hate mail. I'll tell you that. Like the <laughs> dog people are crazy <laughs> though. That, that look. <laughs> Yeah, dog people are crazy. They will come for you. He owns dogs. He should know this. I don't know. All right, what's up next on the yep. on the to do? What well, do you guys want to? Yeah, talk Falcon Winter Soldier. Or do you want to do another comic review? We can do either one. We can do either Look, one. I mean, honestly, if we are going to review all these books, but I mean, we had two great interviews tonight. I think. I think it's a check solid out way Alien. To do it. 
the yeah. artwork in Alien was good too. I just no. The art, are you kidding me? The artwork in Alien was terrible. Awesome. I love it. Nah, uh, that got my Rob Liefeld terrible Art of the Week award. What? That's, yeah. That, <laughs> well, I, I, had had I know where you had the. Dude, oh, all right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the first panel where you had uh. Come on, mother- come on, bro. Really? What? No, I did. I like that. Like art subjective, man. Okay, that's not good. All right, that's not good. Right. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Oops, hold on. That's not okay, good either because it's too wordy. There we go. No, I'm saying like, okay, you take, yes, this is the Rob Liefeld. Yes. I'm saying the beginning part. Or what? I'm saying the space part where he's in space. You skipped all the good stuff and went right to the bad stuff. No, this is the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. No, 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 yes, no, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, oh, keep going. Oh. This is all terrible. Look keep at this going. fate. Come on, dude. Keep going. Marco. Keep going. Look at that almost like Steve uh, Bashimi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. It was better than that. DC book you made me read with James Woods. I was thinking more of um, God, huh. I like the actual stuff when they were in space, like this here, and when they were in space. That, and so were... the, the that's good. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's it. That's the only panel I sent you was that panel. So that's the, the panel rest I of this. The rest is, is just this is a Marvel book. Well, that's yes. robot. That's he's supposed to be a robot. He looks roboty. He looks like James Woods now. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> he does. Side note, this one has also been a great honorable mention as a villain. Yes. If we were doing sci-fi movies. Yeah, if we were, yeah, right. But Solo breaks the rules anyway, so I guess it really doesn't matter. <laughs> the art in this book is just... I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, I like the alien stuff. The aliens are good, but the people are just... Weird. Yeah, there's a this panel right here. He looks like Vin Diesel's brother. He looks like he's about to tell you. He looks like he's about to tell you how important family is. All right. Hey, once again, <laughs> I like the I, I like the aliens portion of this book. This is the alien portion. Just go hey. back to the aliens and stuff like that. Vin that, Diesel's I don't understand that. Go back like up. Though. I don't get. I don't get the whole like three quarters. He body, looks a little. Like, <laughs> he looks a little like John Burnthaw too. He's got like yes, a he little bit of a he's John got a little bit of everything in him. Yeah, he does got a little everything in him. Little John Burnthal, little Vin Diesel. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Those are some yeah. killer cheekbones. <laughs> I mean, well, the head thing. Well, too. he's kind of a tweaker, so they're sucked in a little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Like this. This is very Vin Diesel. <laughs> he snorty snorts a little cocaine. You know. What I'm you saying? owe me a ten second car. That's what that is. <laughs> That's very Vin Diesel. Even his little hair come down. Well, where did? There you go. There's the panel. That's right there. Come on, man. Okay, so for Marco, it's it's check out the awesome art in this book. Yeah, <laughs> check out the awesome aliens in this book because that's about all it's worth. Otherwise, the art like look how big his five head is right here. That guy looks like a young Lance Henriksen <laughs> from Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I get that the focus is the alien, but I mean. Lance Henriksen. Uh, hey, isn't that guy? Doesn't he fly something in uh, Star Wars? Oh, Porkins? <laughs> is it Porkins? <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Where she gets her head blown off. That's good. But that's pretty weird. You know, this dude looks like he slipped on a shotgun shell. Are you on mute, Marco? Did you mute yourself? He probably did because he's probably screaming. That's just a face. Yeah, she, that's a. 
the, yeah, so the face shooting off, the aliens parts were cool. The aliens were cool in a book called Aliens. Look at that old alien on the right. <laughs> like that's Howard the that's Howard the Duck alien. Like look at that. Thought it was Keith Richards. <laughs> Jeez, that would be awesome. Oh yeah. Like it just yes. You didn't like this book? I thought it was okay. No. All yeah, the focus is the aliens, and the aliens are good. Look how big this gun is. <laughs> it's a silencer. I, I actually That's like. A, it's bigger than I him. I like the line work. Um, Thank you. I like the line work. I think. I think it's cool. Um, what? I, I, I'm that guy. Uh, in the book. <laughs> in the entire Look book, I actually, I'm like, I'm liking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like uh, it. I'm no, sorry. hey, I'm with you, man. I look. Hey, yeah. you're allowed to like whatever you want. Oh, he is, but I'm not. <laughs> I think. I think, like Kristen Stewart. I think uh, a little bit. Um, I think. Uh, I think. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig is one. I see. There, yeah, I, that's. I knew exactly who we were talking about. Um, I think what they did was take images of people acting out, and then they drew over it. Um, that's why it looks the way it does in certain image in certain panels. Um, Maybe they could have got a different color artist, uh, maybe a different uh, inker, but the line work itself, I think, is, is actually pretty good. So that that last guy in the That's chamber, it. he looked like hand over fist from heavy metal. Bro, you guys review DC books. You have no. I don't, know how, I don't care how many times you put that comment up there, Marco. It does. I understand it, but it's still bad art, dude. Ninety-five percent of that book is terrible. All right, come on. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. The focus is the aliens. Focus is the aliens. <laughs> Heads the title of the book, man. Phenomenal. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I actually got through that one. Unlike that DC book Academy, that I mean, that was like that was a short novel there on three pages for crying out loud. You couldn't even see the artwork in that book. <laughs> we get hey, it. Oh, I, you see my hands. I'm not doing it. It's you guys still trying to tell jokes. All right. Anyways. All right. So let's move on to <laughs> Matt's the Dane Cook of this show, man. Just keep telling the joke and hopefully it'll become funnier. No, that's me. Oh. <laughs> that's not me. That, yeah, I'm not. Oh, that's it. Keep poking the bear. Uh, G Titans Academy. No, let's uh, not go over this book. Yeah, we're gonna go over this book. Um, so if you were reading the Future State stuff, this is going back in time now to the beginning of where all of that book kicked us off. Uh, the Teen Titans are basically starting their own um, X Men Academy, so to speak. They're going to train tomorrow's uh, heroes today at the Roy Harper School. The school's honored to Roy Harper, uh, Speedy, who's fallen. And so they've picked the best of the best here. And uh, Starfire is the headmistress. And basically, they're welcoming the, the class. And then so here you go is Dick. He's in the uh, the danger room or war room, as you want to call it. He's about to start training a bunch of uh newbies and they start asking him about red hood and or red x red hood red x and so he goes through his whole past as red x and how like basically the best way to train is to fight yourself and so he's kind of going over all that in the the x-men danger room and then you get down here where they're gonna have a 
a party for him. Let me scroll down a little bit more. You see this new student. He keeps fighting in the, the danger room against Red X. He's very, he seems to be very occupied with Red X. He's very obsessed with Red X and unleashes his true power. And he gets caught here by Donna. And she's like, well, I'm not, you know, let's, let's spar. So she wants to fight him. They back up. They back off the fight. You go down here a little bit more to the birthday party for Nightwing, you know, because he's a special dude. You got to celebrate him. And uh, you got some arm wrestling going because, you know, every birthday is not complete without a little bit of arm wrestling. Over the top. Over the top, yep. And he's talking about uh, the somebody Come gave here. him the gift. Yep, somebody gave him the re- the gift of the uh, <laughs> focus on the alien. So gave him the gift of the red yep. mask. Yep. He's kind of like, what, you know, what's going on with this? Did you, he's like, I put this to bed. And they're all like, no, nah, you really, that mask shows that it's not put to bed yet. So they're talking about it a little bit more. And then it goes back to the, the danger room and he finds that new student brick still fighting and, and, you know, going at it and he takes off running and they're not sure what to do. And then you, you kind of have Starfire and Dick make a very like sexual innuendo against each other. Like he's going to get some, going like to get a little something, that something. Dick of Dick. Yep, like she's gonna, like he's gonna, <laughs> like she's gonna body slam him like Marco in the '90s when he's not watching Seinfeld or Friends. <laughs> yeah, you know? so you get, Dick. yeah, at the said. very pa- last panel, you got the, someone in the red X mask punching the the mirror. I think it's that Brick dude. I think Brick. So is where's Mephisto? Red X. There's no Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto don't live here no more. But that's he's, Teen Titan. He's, he's, he's gone. not coming. He's not coming anymore. He's not cool. Oh, that book sucks then. Al, did you like Teen Titans? What do you think of Teen Titans, Kyle? <sighs> Thought it was wordy as fuck. Well, if you wanted a book this week that had no words in it, you should have checked out check out Ha Ha Issue oh, Three. Jesus. Yeah. We not gonna review it, but Ha Ha Issue Three. I like uh, pictures. Yeah, there's absolutely no words in it because it's following a mime. Um, <laughs> there you go. No words. Yeah, hey. like pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the cool <laughs> book. Well, I'm gonna get one over figure. on you. How? I'm not writing a fucking word in this. Book. No, there was like 12 words in the whole book. I was like, oh my god, we have to review this. I know I said that I like the art and books, like they didn't stray dogs, but this is ridiculous. There was like five words in that, and it was the, the robot cool thing. Frog wasn't week, dead. Um, the book I liked this week was Carnage, Red, White, and Blood. Or black, white, and blood. Um, it's there only because of the last like little story. It's a three different stories. The last little story is kind of like a choose your own adventure, where it wants you to roll dice. Where you're the new like agent Venom, but you're trying to take over the Carnage symbiote, and you have skill points. And depending on how whatever you do, spend your skill points. And if you run out of skill points through the adventure, Carnage takes over. If you maintain your skill points, then you take over the Carnage symbiote. It was. It was kind of a cool, interesting little side to in the comic. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. Hmm. But what about uh let's talk about Falcon Winter Soldier now? That was good. The end. I liked it. The end. <laughs> real good. It was real good. It was real, real good. <laughs> I did not expect to enjoy this this series as much as I do. I really didn't. I expected like uh you know the other one better, and uh, that show remained nameless. And I like this one tenfold better. The action in this one's better. So far, the storyline's better. Um, 
I can't wait to see Mephisto. Mm. He's not coming, man. I can't wait to see the Super Soldier Omega Red. They're throwing every other Super Soldier out there. They threw uh, they threw the other Captain American out there. They threw uh, the, you know, we got a U.S. agent. You got what's his name that turns into who's the Lawrence guy? The the sidekick that turns into the super agent, the superhero Bucky guy. Um, it was good. They did a great job. The bad guys actually. They got F and yeah. S from Star Wars. There, uh, they do a great job all yeah, around. You your first, it, you get uh, Lamar Hotskins battle stuff. Get the the first black captain. Yeah, there, that yeah. one that was a nice, a nice. Um, yeah. I liked. The, well, go ahead, Adonis. What were you gonna say? Um, the that introduction to uh, Black Cap that was that was pretty cool. Um, and the interaction with with them outside in the street that was. I, I feel like. I feel like they did a really good job of making this feel like, oh my gosh, this is this this could be a real thing. Make it, it entraps us into the storyline a lot better. I think the, the reality the, of it, yeah, and the whole. I think the whole overall dynamic between Bucky and and Sam is doing that, especially when they're in yeah. the therapy session, and Bucky kind of breaks down and says, "Look, you know, if Steve gave you the shield and you don't want it because you think you made a mistake." He thought I could be better, so he he's wrong about me too. So there's, I like that whole dynamic about it too. It was, there's a lot of good stuff going on in that yep. show. I'm surprised by it. I'm too. They're doing but, a really good job with it. It's well yep. thought out. The scenes are well. I mean, the, the, the just everything about it is so well done. It, it's very impressive. I've been excited to watch it. Like I knew going into this episode tonight that I'd possibly. Spoilers, and I'm not worried about. It. I haven't seen it yet, guys. Just throwing oh. it out there. I've not seen it yet. Really so, but but now you've peaked. I, I my my interest was peaked anyway. But yeah, so uh, now I'm like Garrett, and it's not even a thing. Like it wasn't like a thing. I wasn't gonna watch it. I was gonna I was find finding the time to watch it. But now I'm excited. You guys got me all revved up. I think what's cool about it too is it does have that comic book feel, right? Like they have reveals, like. It's characters there with a little bit of backstory. Then they give you kind of like the social notes on a lot of things too in it. And not like pound it yeah. in your face, but like give you the feel of what it's like so that everybody can get that feeling for it. And they've done a really good job yeah. at that. I mean, even like the bromance type thing that they did well. They add a little bit of comedy where the guys, oh, how many guys do you see here? Two, four, you know, like that whole thing mm-hmm. too. Uh, the bad guys actually <laughs> yeah. feel like, like legitimate bad guys. And then even they have got that humanization of them where they are something that they're worried about too, uh, which you see. And uh, yeah. man, yeah, it was real. Now I'm trying not to spoil it with Johnny, but like it was oh, really I, good. I was going to tell you, take the gloves off because you're, I'm going to watch it regardless. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a fan of this stuff. So don't, you know, people watching it, man, just discuss it. It's good. You're not going to hurt my feelings. And it's still new to me when I sit down and watch something like that anyway. So, man, just, hey, yeah, so like, obviously, you're selling it to me. You yeah, know? the cap portion where they did, you know, uh, the cap portion where he was in the, the house and the, the grandson or whatever went let it in. And then he goes through, like, the whole Vietnam, uh, Korean vet type thing there. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. That yeah. was very well done. And then they jumped straight from that. But even before that, where they did, like, the thing back and forth where they're sneaking up and, 
Winter Soldier's telling him like, oh, I don't trust this tech or I don't do this or whatever. That relationship, they jump right from there to going to that little the tidbit in the house. They come outside and then the police incident occurs out there and they eventually arrest the Winter Soldier. And then the counselor, whatever. Uh, okay, but it is what it is. They get in there, explain that a little bit and then go straight to the bad guy showing you how that they they think they're on one type of path too. But they definitely stole something, and consequences are going to be getting paid for that too. The as much as you the pick, I found it funny how they showed U.S. agent's face, like they made him uglier, I guess, or like he just looked like somebody you wanted to punch when they first revealed him there, and they kind of toned that back. They did a lot of not using the mask that smushes his face and and gives you that look in the first one. They wanted to give him a little bit of gruff. And make him a little different, but you still—I don't know about you guys—I still had that underlining. I want to punch the guy type thing for him. And even though his sidekick seemed really cool, you're just like, no, no, no. Falcon and Winter Soldier are fine. You guys still lost it and everything like that. It was. It was. I mean, more so when you had the interaction when they're fighting on top of the semis, when he first interacts with Bucky and Sam, and and he talks about, you know, go ahead, Adonis. Saw you raising oh, your hand. Um, like I, 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 hi, uh, this is a two-part question. Um, <laughs> uh, no, the uh, <laughs> um, the the part uh, after they revealed his face, I just saw so many memes of him side by side with um, old boy from Up, and I was just like, wow, I can't unsee that now. So every time I see him um, in this series, I see. Uh, old boy from Up wearing Captain Captain America's uh, helmet, and I'm just like, I can't, I, I can't really, I can't really take this seriously anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just thought they did a good job. Like he was so annoying too. He like hit the police siren thing too in the parking lot. That just was like, of course you would do that. Of yeah. course yeah. you would do that. Like yeah. you just, you got to be that guy, huh? Like, I did really? like, I did really like that. I was afraid this was going to be another filler episode because they did so much of that with the the other, you know, one shall be not be named, but it, it totally was not a filler episode at all. You know, it totally gave points. It had good action. It did not feel like a filler episode. It didn't feel like that kill play. I mean, it, it's feeling like every episode. I mean, I, granted, we're only into it for, what, two of them, and there's not a whole lot of them. So it feels really good that, like, they're packing it in there. They're giving you delivery in every episode. You're not you're not feeling like, ah, this is a story one. I could skip and catch the next one. Uh, well, it is oh, action-based. Yes, yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, that's what it is. It's action-based. My thing is, and if I I haven't even watched it yet, and so that's why I don't mind you talking about it because I'm going to watch it regardless. But the one thing that, and this is my opinion, this avenue with Disney Plus, this this awesome, I say it awesome because it's like they they're pumping money into these shows. I mean, it's evident. I mean, the money's there, the writing's there, the acting's there. Their opportunity to make these episodes freaking awesome it's like little builder to of course obviously the bigger goal cinematic movie explosion the next infinity war um 
I actually lost. I, I actually like the last show that shouldn't be named. I did too. You know what I mean? I, you can name it all I you enjoy want. Everybody it. names it. That's just something. One division. Right one division. One division. One division. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever I, heard that I, before. I, I liked one division, and it and as oh Wookie Wookie, stop being a baby. It was good. It was really good. It was well contrived, well thought out. I mean, I was like most people. The first couple episodes, I was like, I yeah, I had to actually step away, walk away, come back. And by episode three and four, I was hooked. But I knew with the next one with uh, um, Winter uh, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, it's like they said, it's action based. It's gonna hook us in. It's gonna be, you know, yeah. And I haven't even seen it yet. So you guys got me all excited, and I think Wookie's just bitter for some reason. Always. I can't believe how well of a job though they're do they're telling the human story though. Like they did it on the on the first one they on the first one they did it with the son, right? They did it with the son where he was following around the dad after he'd killed him. And then this one they do like the the other two portions of it. And it just it really it's good and it seems like the I don't know how long the episodes are running. Are they running forty minutes? Somebody will probably check me and go This, this last episode was forty eight minutes with credits. I think it's like forty yeah. So it's about 40 minutes of show. Yeah. Time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're doing a great job. It seems like a yeah. proper pace. That's the right. one thing, no matter what they've been doing on Disney plus, the pacing's always seemed off. You know, it seems like, Oh, some are seem 20, 30 minutes. Some seem 40 minutes. Some seem, you know, whatever. But well, that's because they're trying to do the end credits like they do in the movies in their episodes. I mean, they're putting just as much money in these end credits. You know, it's it's like an extension of the episode, and you can contribute that to John Favreau doing the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, ama amazing job. I mean, that show is freaking phenomenal. But the money they're pumping yeah. into these shows, you know, they're saying, oh, if that worked with Favreau's Mandalorian, they're now rolling it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, these are just mini many movies i mean these episodes are probably costing a few million a piece to produce Easy. a little cheaper but yeah. um <laughs> but they're doing a better but they're doing a better job i mean they are doing a better job of it and rolling it out nicely just i was saying like that some of the even in star even in the mandalorian there were some show you there was definitely time differentials you could tell right. where it seems like winter soldier and they're finally hitting it where it doesn't matter what episode they're doing. They all seem about an even amount, which is kind of cool, man. That's good. That's cool good to see that. It's really is kind of cool to see that. And it looks like they're going to Reddit or whatever. And whatever checklist you have, you want to see Omega Red? Check. They're going to get that. You want to see uh, Black Captain America? Check. We'll put that guy in there, too. We'll put in U.S. Agent? Check. We'll put in Ever Lawrence? Check. And we're going to get Nick Fury Jr. probably at one point? Check. We're going to get them all in there. We're just going to go down the checklist and hit them all up in six, in, in six episodes give you everything we can and, and drop them all in there. And they and it's they're doing a good job with it too. So I'm looking forward to the next episode. To the next episode. I, I'm this is one of the shows I'm excited for the next episode every time. It's like, oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Thank you, Adonis. We'll see you, brother. Thanks, Adonis. See ya. I'll try and come back again next week and uh, be more attentive to same Adonis time, on, same so Adonis place, same Adonis channel. <laughs> but good stuff still, you know two episodes in falcon winter soldier good stuff uh but let's talk about the other thing that came out yesterday and that's robert kirkman's invincible fantastic I watched the first episode it was good it's fantastic if you're a fan of the graphic novel i would definitely recommend checking it out if you like the boys i would recommend checking it out because it's probably one of the most graphic and violent Adult animated cartoons 
on Amazon Prime right now. So good. Did everybody watch it or not? I didn't. I've seen a, so far. I have not heard one person say they didn't like it. It's it's good. It flows good. The art is good. The animation is good. It's gory. It's I just it's it just it's you can tell it's just it's it's firing on all cylinders. The voice acting team that's in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's yes, it's very gory. Like you have to get to the end of the first episode because I, I saw I saw previews for it and I was like, you know, you, you see him getting all beat up and blood everywhere, and you're like, all right, and you're watching the first episode and you're going, and he's just discovering his powers. Mark's getting his powers and. Like, all right, well, where's the blood? And then the credits hit. And you're like, okay, maybe it's not as bloody as I thought it was going to be. And then the you get the after credit scene leading into episode two. Yeah. And the eye pops. It's, it's awesome. Yes. And they get. I don't want to give. This is actually one thing where usually I'm like, F spoilers. I don't care. I'm going to get. But this is one show where I don't really want to give too much away. Yeah. It's it's really that good, and it's really worth sitting down and watching. Mm. It totally is like like this is a home run. Is it is it worth the subscription? I turned mine off because I got tired. Once the boys was over, I was like, "Well, there's nothing to watch for you know." All if you're gonna time. do I, it, I got rid of it. I would recommend. So you get the first three episodes. The way Amazon reschedule is, you get the first three episodes up front, and then they're weekly after that. In your case, if you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription, I would wait till it's over, subscribe for a month, watch it, and then end your subscription if that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't subscribe to it now for the, the weekly episodic stuff, because then you're just gonna pay for it month month after month. But sure. I would for someone in your case, I would recommend just waiting till the whole series is out and then going back and watching it. But yeah, I mean, if you've got Amazon Prime already, Amazon Prime Video, it's a it's a home run. It's really really good. It's good advice. I think I'll wait as badly as it, I want to. See I gave it. I gave that first the first episode. I gave it like a four point eight out of five, and I don't usually rate things high, and I don't yeah. really rate rate things quite as bad as Solo. I was just gonna say, man, I rate things high all the time. You ask Marco, I'm I'm in that top <laughs> tier. If you don't believe me, you should watch that show tomorrow. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's great. I really, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yes, like Mojo Quid says in the chat, it it just flows. It does. It flows mm-hmm. very well. And it doesn't seem to drag or lag. It just like it moves at a very good pace. Yes, get used to spoilers. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Absolutely. It and is usually, so I, usually I'm someone that this is is I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about telling you spoilers. But this one, I think it's worth sitting down and watching. I well, and I'm sure I'll get clips and everything from from you know watching podcasts and listening to to uh, news and all of that as I do. Um, and, and I'm one of those guys, like Johnny said earlier. I'm like, ah, I don't care, you know. And I'll, I'll still go see it. I'll still make sure and watch it. Um, Hell, if they put out a, a Blu-ray, I'll probably even buy it. But it, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I've heard nothing but good about it. So, well, it's like Tony said earlier. You know, everything went animated because of COVID, and I think Invincible is going to be that that show that shows how graphic animation can be and how comic book accurate it can be. And it's going to be 
it's going to lead the pack. I think it's going to help drive more studios to do turn comics into animated movies versus, you know, live action. So yeah. nice. Well, that's good. But but I think three yeah. hours, 25 minutes is a great stopping point. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate all of you guys in the chat. Yeah. Remember to hit that like, that thumbs up. If this is your first time finding the channel and finding us, please like and subscribe. And do if you get 115 that. likes, we'll do another solo review. Please don't. Yes. Please don't. <laughs> yes. Please do. But thank you to uh, to Johnny for filling us in on what's going on with the pops. Thank, thank you, you to Tony for joining us on, an, on a, another fire interview. Both did fantastic tonight. Go check out Stray Dogs, guys. And like Kyle said, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, turn notifications on so you know when all the fantastic shows on this channel go live, especially that Star Wars show. Uh, shout out to our boys over at Grizzle Geek who was on Marco's show Thursday throwing it down. That's some March again. droid madness. And on that note, till next week. <laughs>